I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert. Attention. Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. You are my podcast, my only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up your ass. Oh, my God. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally suck my dick. Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. <laughs> are you interested? I know you are, because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know Phone Boy. Those two are those two are pretty interesting to listen to. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. You just can't trust them. Fuck you too! You're talking peak no agenda right there, everybody. Yeah, you're talking peak no agenda right there. And, uh, yeah, this is uh, episode 83 of uh, The Lotus Effect, where the show's made up and the content doesn't matter. And, yeah, this is still Phone Boy. So we finally met the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah! Oh. And I'm Phoenix. Let me start this off by clearly stating that I'm better than everyone. Yeah, well. This is a new live son of a bitch. Yeah, so, um, yes. And we, we, she, we tried to do what you were doing. I was trying to rip a bong hard because I thought it would be funny. And it was like, womp, womp, really, yeah. really weak. Yeah, so uh, let's, uh, I guess let's get on with the show, right? I think we should. Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a-glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are Yeah, well, and uh, yeah, we're here, wherever that is, and yeah, the lotus affects everyone differently, so however and wherever the lotus is affecting you or touching you, that's, that's you, uh, yeah, thank you for your courage, and, uh, you know, and, you know, and of course, propagate the model of, uh, you know, of the podfather himself, uh, whom we met ourselves uh, a year ago in person. We did. Uh, yes, uh, and uh, and if you're new to the No Agenda family, uh, you know, because uh, you might be, you may have found out about this not through No Agenda or one of the uh, related podcasts, uh, but, uh, so, and here's how it works, uh, we're, 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 we're 100 percent value for value and we we sit here for however long on the mic and yammer on about whatever the heck we want to yammer on about and and we we call it entertainment right and um However, when, and then, you know, and some people find that valuable, some people don't. And however you value that, and whether it be with time or talent or treasure, um, well, you know, that you could contribute that value back to us. That's how it works. So you give, you get value of what we're doing. And so you give some value back. And that, that's not always a monetary exchange, you say. And there's a lot of ways to do that. So you can go to lotuseffect.show and click on the yellow we like muddy button. And, and yes, I mean, that maybe it should be red or something. And maybe I'll change that. But uh, yeah, that it, it you can use the more traditional methods of, of sending us cash. Uh, you can, if you want to actually send it through the postal mail and give me an address, um, 
And uh, yes, you can. And if you're and if you're boostograms, uh, you're in boostogram territory. Yeah, we, we we like those too. And we 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 are uh, we are uh, live item tag and late enabled. And we 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 are uh, new to podcasting. Uh, we 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 are, we are catching on with the trend here um, of of doing that. And uh, this is a new live son of a bitch. Thanks, weirdo, for uh, for that boost. Uh, we so uh, and uh, you know you can also mail us stuff, and we've actually got we actually got uh, one of the things we got in the mail uh, was actually some bells from uh, from Emily. And why are you doing that to me? What did I do? Don't recognize the fact I boosted. This is a new live son of a bitch. No, you just give weirdo the credit. See how it's going to be today. <laughs> I played yours at the very beginning. <laughs> so yeah yeah excuses excuses yeah whatever yeah I, I i know you're gonna hit your break in the balls button right of course you're gonna do that now i would have but then you decided to say it so i'm not gonna do it now oh well lottie freaking duh you know but our shiver me timbers and boost me bitch yes we like we like boosting but That's we also right. but and, we, and we like money yeah. so if your money offends you and, and you don't know what to do with it. We are a very charitable organization that will use your money. So you can send it to us. We will charitably take it off your hands. Yes, exactly. And use it to do things like... And not uh, tax deductible. <laughs> we will do it to use things like uh, do some product testing for the show. Yes. On uh, an article that we're going to cover later. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I am have to write down not tax deductible because it's, uh, you know... The, the, a show title, yeah. Yeah, exactly, because this is how this that's works. That's right. So this is episode 83 of The Lotus Effect. Yes, that's right. We, we've done that. Okay, so now... Oh, my uh, goodness. Yes, yeah, so these bells. We have, so, we, so we literally got, we got bells in the mail this week from Hempress Emily. Well, okay, they came from Amazon, but she ordered them and, and they showed up. Right. Ultimately, yes. they were shipped to us on her behalf from Scamazon. And we thank you so much, Hempress Emily, for the new bells. We love them. And we, we will be we will definitely be making use of their happy little faces as they stare at us here in the studio. So thank you for that. Yes. And thank you, Vox, for... All of the $10 contribution that you sent in. She sent in another $10? Yes, she sent oh, in. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I know. And I got to say, oh, you're the executive producer. Yeah, no kidding. Look at that. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Sharky, who has a who has a monthly donation, you, when you when you go hit that We Like Money button, you can set up a donate uh, a monthly donation, if that is your case. And so Sharky sends us a four a seven dollar and sixty six cent monthly. Appreciate I almost said that. I almost said four twenty, uh, but which <laughs> nice. Exactly. So that, that that's our that's our kids uh podcast there. Bowl that, after bowl. That's right. So that's their uh thing. Okay, so now um we are gonna okay, so now we're gonna go through the boostograms, which we we which we have which we have a bunch here. Uh a lot of them are almost all of them are song requests, uh because this because we uh we prioritize such requests uh, in Studio thirty three and rideshare radio. Uh, yeah, we, we do that. So um and we're gonna we're gonna i I'm gonna start with uh, um Weirdo uh, boosting 10,000 sats saying Studio 33 is the place to be for tasty jams with the Lotus fam. Yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, you can, uh, you can, the Studio 33 is right after the Lotus effect and it's, uh, it's, it's only live. It's, uh, does not get recorded unless it's, uh, unless the, unless the uh, NSA is also listening to the stream somehow. I'm not, never quite sure about that. Um, weirdo said, Weirdo boosted 33, sats saying, I don't always listen to Studio 33, but when I do, so do the neighbors. Yes. Uh, As it should be. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, I think I think we had a, we had something else to say about that from based on yeah, their, based on. I don't week. usually have uh, 
sex with the balcony door open, but when I do, the neighbors need a cigarette. <laughs> yes, exactly. That was, that was amazing. Um, all right. Thank uh, you. Thank you very much. Yes. You know, I, I do my best. That's right. So Weirdo boosted uh, 333 sets saying uh, Prince Raspberry Beret. We did that. Uh, uh, Dame Boosty Steed comes in with 3333 sats saying Crazy Biden Boost Shine On. Yeah, we did. We played Shine On You Crazy Biden. That's for sure. From we the did. From a Secret Agent Paul. That was a great one. Um, yeah, so Piranha C boosted uh, thirty three, yeah, thirty three, yeah, three thirty, yeah, thirty three, three thirty three. Sats saying in the summertime, Mungo Jerry. That was a great track. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, Weirdo boosted three hundred thirty three. Sats saying saying Foster Pro Lay sit next to me. All right, we did that. Um, Boosty Steed comes in with sixty six, sixty six. Sats saying song to the siren. This mortal coil version, which we did play. Um, you boosted 3333 sats saying Valhalla Calling, uh, the Miracle of Sound. Yes. Fantastic track. Yes. Uh, we also got a we also got a boost from you for Lords of Acid, show me your pussy. That's uh, right. Yeah. Um, let's say uh, and then you boosted 3333 sats again saying uh, Jefferson Airplane, White Rabbit for Tigger. That is a great track. She uh, said she couldn't get the song out of her head. I was just doing her a favor. Well, that's right. So, yeah, it's I've been actually that song's been in my head too. Of course, you've also got one of the reasons that we've uh, that song has been in the head. Uh, yes, you know, there's that's because Alice is now the newest studio member. She's in the studio every time we broadcast, along with the furry co-host when he can be bothered to slink in in his catness. That's which right. Which today he has. He is. Uh, very indignantly having a nap on the bed. Yeah, what else is new? That's what he Occasionally did. opening his eyes to give mean looks that were apparently disturbing him. Yeah, whatever, cat. All right. So, uh, Weirdo boosted the 333 sets saying studio, uh, Chris Calico, Anxiety. And then Dame Boosty Steed weighs in with 3333 sets saying Gorilla's Tunes. Yeah, that's good. Some that was gr- awesome. Um and Piranesi boosted three hundred or thirty uh, thirty-three saying Zappa and the Mothers Buana Dick. Oh, that's a and that's a track I hadn't heard before. That was that was pretty groovy. Um so Weirdo boosted four twenty sets saying Kid Ink Blunted. Now yeah, that was. Um and then the Phoenix you boosted thirty three thirty three sat saying phone boy play anything from your doctor to mentor library uh, right, you found I, I like said I, and I played Martian Boogie by Brownsville Station and not the version that they play on Doctor to Menno, which is like the single version that doesn't have the fucking jam and you know uh, guitar solos and shit which in it which is really right. sad because that's yeah. a sweet lick because it's a, it is a sweet lick and it is a demented song for sure but it is. it's got a very got a very UFO thing is one I need to pull a clip out of that song for that reason so all right. Then you boosted thirty three thirty three sats saying Quan Tipsy, and then uh, Piranesi boosted thirty three thirty three sats saying Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys, and then Piranesi again thirty three thirty three sats saying Napalm in the Morning. Yeah, we, that was a, that was an interesting track. Um, Weirdo boosted a thousand sats saying Mayday Devil on My Mind. Another a thousand sets from Weirdo saying Mayday by REM and then uh, or, or REM uh, by Mayday may, by Mayday. There we go. Yes, and Weirdo boosted another thousand sets saying uh, Mayday the Ride. Um, last call, you ain't going home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, that, that's and that's what we play at the end of a uh, rideshare radio. Um, and then and then Phoenix boosted uh, thirty three thirty three sets saying Phoenix is feeling peppery. And we played I knew this. you'd fix. I knew you would pick up on what I was putting down. Yeah, and I did. I played. I played Pepper by the Butthole, Butthole Surfers. Surfers. That's right. And then Weirdo comes in with ten thousand sats saying Rideshare Radio Boost. Get in here, loser. What are you gonna do? We're gonna rock around the block. Yeah, we did. Um, 
and then and then we get a, and then we get a thousand sats from weirdo saying tones and I dance monkey dance monkey right um, mm-hmm. and then another thousand sats from weirdo tramps to chunky Another thousand sets from Weirdo, Head P.E. Babylon Fall. Uh, Weirdo with another thousand sets saying Tom Betty and the Heartbreakers break down. Which ultimately resulted in now Phone Boy wants the vinyl that that is on, which just happens to be Full Moon Fever. So we are probably going to hopefully be acquiring that vinyl in the near future unless someone has it or acquires it and wants to give value back and send it to the Lotus. We uh, will give you our address. Yes. Because you know we're okay. not, we're 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 not just into money. You know, send us vinyl. Yeah. Send oh, us. Oh, uh, but I like money though. <laughs> oh, I like money though. Yeah, uh, I do too. But yeah. you know what? Also like vinyl. Also <laughs> like things that make me feel good. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Yeah. We accept all of that as value for value. That's your right. time, your talent, your treasure. However you want to give it back. Yeah, that's right. There we'll so okay. So weirdo boosted a thousand sets saying Mickey Avalon. What do you say? And then uh, you boosted thirty three thirty three sets saying Adam Sandler Lunch Lady song. Yeah, that was yes. And then weirdo um, boosted a thousand sets saying DJ uh, d- uh, Dylan d- d- Dylan yeah Dylan Francis go off. And Which then, was actually a pretty fun. Yeah. Tune. And then I just need to make sure that I properly acknowledge the fact that. This is a new live son of a bitch. With Phoenix boosting 10,000 sats That's in the right. process. And Weirdo, of course, boosted it also uh, for another for another 10,000 sats. And I think that is everything. Uh, so if you want to be a part of this Boostagram party and you do not have a boost, app, boost button in your podcast app, you need to get a bit new podcast app. So take off all your clothes and go to newpodcastapps.com or go to newpodcastapps.com. You don't have to take your clothes off either way. Uh, but, uh, uh, but it's can, much more fun. It's it, it is a lot more fun to do this yes so um you know we we are um we definitely um you know another way you can actually contribute to the you know you can contribute value is to give us some feedback you can send us uh email uh, phone boy at lotus show phoenix at lotus show uh there's ways to 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 send us a snail mail and uh, we you can get our address just to uh hit us up in the back channel um or you can weigh in on our refire topic at two five three two three seven three three two one. And you can tell us what your favorite scar is. Tell us the story behind your favorite scar tissue. Two five three two three seven three three two one. That's right, and of course, and we play the voicemails during the refire segment. But uh, you know, it just uh, when when you when you do it, you know, you got to Let's see, where's the where's the button here? I think it, I think uh, you first of all, if you got you got to call two five three two three seven three three two one. One ringy dingy. Two ringy dingy. Dell computers. This is Chip. Yeah, and he's not going to. Honestly, he he. Uh, you know, the Ernestine or Chip isn't going to answer the phone. It's going to be Google Voice, and it's going to turn your voicemail into gibberish. And, and it'll and, turn it into a show title, and possibly a show title. That's right. And we we play them during the refire segment of our time. Just remember, though, we don't want your shit. Please don't send us your shit. Yeah, we have we have more than enough at this point. Yes, and that and and actually that there's there, there's uh, yeah there's stuff to go through here. We've got a lot in this uh, got a lot on this show today. So let's get started with uh, with our health segment. Oh, is someone not feeling well? Your illness is very important to us. Next, welcome to the Healthmaster Inferno, powered uh, by Me Technology. This goes in your mouth. This one goes in your ear. And this one goes in your butt. 
Yeah. Speaking of things that go in and out of your ass, uh, COVID. Fuck COVID. Like, how many people? How many people actually died due to COVID nineteen in the United States? This is a um, so based on the official tally of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. It, it, yeah, they, I don't. It, yeah, I don't know about the, they're they're somehow adding the prevention in some of these articles. It's 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 weird, even though it's still the CDC. Uh, so they're not really doing prevention. Yeah, we we know that they're not doing that. A total of um eleven or one point one or let's see uh one million one hundred and twenty seven thousand nine hundred twenty eight people died due to the novel coronavirus as of last week. Of the figure, around eighty thousand deaths were reported in New York. Now that's interesting. The story I was going into some stuff about New York, but meanwhile, a recent analysis suggested that most of the fatalities reported as due to COVID nineteen could have been a result of a completely different infection. No shit, Sherlock. Uh, according to the analysis, pneumonia, uh, COVID pneumonia, quote unquote, was responsible for a higher mortality rate than the SARS CoV two, the virus causing COVID nineteen. Which makes sense if you talk about comorbidities, right? It's like, oh, well, you're already sick. Yeah, you're getting COVID too. But it was probably the, you know. The- and, and I've I've actually talked to some people in the medical profession and kind of made that statement that if you look at all the people who died from COVID, or I, I won't say all, but a, a large majority of them, yeah, they had underlying conditions. They weren't fit and healthy. They had a lot of death-dealing diseases, and undoubtedly, a lot of them were overweight, they were diabetic, they had pulmonary issues. I mean, they, they were set up to fail, sadly. It wasn't, if, if it wasn't COVID, it would have been something far less Publicized, now, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, of course, of, of course, there's a quote in here in this article. Our study, their study highlights the importance of preventing, looking for, and aggressively treating secondary bacterial pneumonia in critically ill patients with severe pneumonia, including those with COVID-19. Senior author Benjamin Singer, MD, a pulmonologist at Northwestern University in Illinois, said in a press release. Well, yeah, of course, you know, but but you know, and I was again reading this article, going, okay, they're they're somehow trying to tie, they're trying because. You know, they're trying to tie things to COVID that probably didn't really involve COVID at all. You know, it seems like it's just... Oh, you mean like counting deaths, listing them as COVID when they weren't? Yeah. You don't say. Yeah, so... I don't know. I just I read this article and I'm like, okay, so how many of them actually, you know, died of COVID and had no other conditions? I bet I bet nobody had done that analysis because yeah, well, call, saying it was called with COVID was you know makes it profitable. But and even so, it's like okay, so let's the other thing. The is, whole damn thing has truly followed the exact model of follow the money. Yeah, exactly. So okay, so I know that there's like 330 million Americans, uh, people, the people that live in in the in these United States. Give or take, I'm sure that you know that's. I'm sure that's an official statistic. So that's, so, all right. That is that means. So looking at just raw numbers here, it is one. So it's like one. So that means that um, you know one out of thirty three, right? Um, you know, potentially, you know, or yeah, one, like a thir- you know, like one thirty third of Americans, I guess. Uh, no, actually, it's like one over three. No, it's like three hundred. Uh, no, 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 three hundred. One over three hundred thirty million. You know, one over three hundred thirty, right? The, the, the Americans, a very small amount of Americans died of it, COVID. Yes, it, it actually probably would be a negative number. Yeah, well, if you, if you, yeah, if you, 
if you assume that those numbers were correct, but yes, none of those numbers are correct. But anyway, COVID is profitable. And of course, you know, and, and you know, they, 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 by the way, here's an example of like, why didn't we hear about this during COVID? Well, low vitamin D levels linked to increased risk of long COVID study finds. Now, in a recent study. That is such a duh. Yes, one struggles numbers. Yes, I am struggling numbers. In a recent study, experts examined patients hospitalized for COVID-19 but did not require intensive care. The study highlighted that the patients with long COVID had significantly lower levels of vitamin D in their systems, especially those who had brain fog. Researchers are therefore imploring patients to take vitamin D supplements to mitigate the impact, impacts of COVID-19, according to neurosciences.com. Or just go out in the sun, you guys. You know, they had us they were they had us all locked down in the summer with that, you know, not in the, yeah, you, you drop people's vitamin D levels, <clears throat> which inevitably is going to facilitate them getting sick. I mean, this all together is one of the largest government genocides we've ever seen. And, yes. you know, <clears throat> I was thinking about this as you were pulling it up and everything. What if they're incurred? This is just such a, a absolute plat thought, but. What if they're encouraging people to increase their vitamin D intake so that they ultimately build up a resistance to it so the next time that they get COVID, because inevitably there will be a next time because they're not going to stop mutating this shit until they've literally genocided the population to the point where they are happy. But ultimately, people build up a resistance to this and then... It makes the COVID even worse and ultimately guarantees that it kills them. I plaid thought, but well, what if? You know, that it doesn't sound all that implausible to me. But all right. Now, the study also noted relying solely on supplements was not sufficient. Now, the research involved 100 patients aged 51 to 70, you know, some with long COVID and some without. Their vitamin D levels were measured when they were being hospitalized. In long COVID-19 patients, lower vitamin D levels were found at the time of discharge compared to those without the condition. And the levels were alarmingly low in those who had the brain fog symptoms, such as confusion, forgetfulness and poor concentration at the six month follow up. Get outside, folks. Get some sunshine. Exactly. And, that, you know, that's I, I don't know what else to tell you about that. Um, it's one of the main reasons yeah. why when my mother was hospitalized with it, when I was actually allowed to go in her room, I insisted that, or actually it was even before that, I insisted that they needed to open up those curtains and let her have sunlight. And it amazing it started improving her condition yes it did fucking muppets yes well yeah and just yeah get outside is the basic message here right it's like it, and, and 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 actually and this is um it is something that i have struggled with living in the pacific northwest is there's a lot of the year where you don't get a lot of sunlight and the sunlight you do get is pretty in you know it's it, it, the sun does not get high up in the sky and so i feel a little bit right. more thankful living in the south now that I, oh you'll have more sun than you could ever have asked for i know you know this we've been here a year yes exactly so, which, yeah, we will talk a little bit about in the, the Toast and Jam segment. Now, all right. All right. So our next story is uh, here's why uh, J&J's uh, Janssen vaccine is no longer available in the U.S. Well, okay. So 
the uh, you know so the the emergency use authorization of course is what allowed this particular drug to occur and and so the um, the Centers for Disease Control uh, announced on the on the uh, on its website that the Janssen COVID nineteen vaccine is no longer available at, after after all the remaining U S government doses expired on May seventh in accordance with local state and federal regulations the public health agency reminded vaccine administrators to dispose of any remaining Janssen stocks yeah we yeah we want to make sure that people don't get any of the, the, the potentially safer vaccine than 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 the mRNA stuff. Exactly uh, because we have to change the DNA in people. Yeah. This this is how we control them. Yes, exactly. Um yeah, so across the country only about 7% of people got the J&J vaccine and I actually did get it and, and we've talked about that before as 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 their first in my case only shot against SARS-CoV-2 according to CNN. Not many people took the single dose vaccine as their primary shot, so booster shots were not as well received as the mRNA vaccines. They did a better job of marketing. Yeah, once we know that. Exactly. Early yeah, early last year Johnson made the headlines for recording more deaths than the other authorized vaccines in the US. Uh, COVID-related fatalities spiked among those who received the J&J vaccine during the Omicron wave. The the pharmaceutical company maintained that its vaccine offered more durable protection than its competitors based on its studies. Well, of course, it's its own studies, but we know that. So, yeah, but I suspect that that vaccine might have actually been not terrible. And so, of course, they wanted to get rid of it because... Yeah, it's not killing enough people. Yeah, exactly. So... um, so yeah, I guess I, I, I guess uh, some consolation that I that like, I, like much like I did. I said, well, I feel safer with one uh, one dose of experimental vaccine than two, and and it seems like and I've been. I mean, every time th- I think about the fact you took that fucking po- yes, <clears throat> poison, poison into your body, it makes my stomach queasy. Yes, well, like I think we've we've uh, yes, and I, I that is I, uh, one medical treatment I've had that I regret because uh, yes, and I it, it was it was one of those peer pressure things I thought it was going to be necessary to do my job so i i did it and then then found out and i realized i dodged a bullet but because i was very particular at least i was like if i'm going to do this i'm going to do it with i'm surprised you didn't make sure that it was you know until the ultimatum existed between yeah i know know, that's well that's a mistake that i made and i wasn't because i didn't know exactly which way things were going at that point i should you know that's why you never that's like being drunk and making a life-altering decision wait until you're sober to make a life-altering decision wait until the very last minute where you have, you know, D-Day well, the only on something way, well, here's the like thing. that. Well, here's the sure. thing. Well, I, I'll tell you the part of it is because I could tell you I was not going to take the other vaccines. If I was going to take any vaccine, this was the one I was going to take. Yeah, and, and I don't disagree yeah. with you on that. Yeah, that was... So but that was part of it. you didn't want to take it to begin with, Yeah, waiting until you had absolutely no choice. You didn't have to take it. You didn't reach D-Day because it all fizzled before D-Day occurred. Yeah. So, yes, I, I mean, you, you literally could have now, saved I, yourself I could, in now, that I, Of regard. course, I could be lucky and have gotten a placebo. Hey, let's hope that's the case. Yes. But I figured, I also figured but I was pretty... Do you fu- really think that's... Well, I also figured I, I was pretty fucking... I don't know if that's exactly... Yeah. Act, like, I don't think they could do that to you. No, well, no, but they wouldn't knowingly do it. But, you know, sometimes that does happen who knows but what i mm-hmm. what i would also say is at the time i said if, if anything i'm my body's healthy enough to because i didn't do this as a as a you know i i did this as somebody that was reasonably healthy i said look if it, this is gonna uh, my body is gonna be able to f- 
stand up to whatever the fuck this is. I, I felt pretty, I mean, you never know, right? But at the same time, I like, I felt, I felt pretty good about my body's chances for not allowing whatever it was that they put into my arm to do any, to do any major harm. So that's uh yeah, but I still don't like it. The fact that I had to do it. So now here's what's funny. Here's the funny thing. So now in avoiding the whole RMNA, R, I can't even talk. MRNA. Yes. So there is, there is now a long sought universal flu vaccine that's using MRNA technology and it enters uh, clinical trials. And so an MRNA based flu vaccine designed to offer long lasting protection against a broad range of influenza viruses. Yet, you know, yet another scam is now in a phase one clinical trial against a broad range of influenza, or yeah, or, or in the national, or I should say, the National Institutes of Health announced this week. Now, the trial brings the remarkable success of the mRNA vaccine platform, which I, I need to find the bullshit. Yeah, the, it, it's exactly uh, yes, because it is. Uh, well, there it is. <clears throat> bullshit. Yes. Exactly. It in in it's so it's successful. I mean, it's marketing successful, I guess, uh, to the long-standing effort to develop a universal flu vaccine. Currently, health systems around the globe battle the seasonal scourge with shots that have to be reformulated each year to match circulating strains. This reformulation happens months before typical transmission, providing manufacturers time to produce doses at scale but also giving the strain and circulation chances to shift unexpectedly. If the year's shot is a poor match for the strains that circulate in a given season, efficacy against the infection can be abysmal. Still, even when the shot is well matched, people will need another shot next year. Yeah, you know, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I'm not getting the flu vaccine anymore. That, that's, you know, I've, that I've, is so dark. What if they literally, that's the only vaccine for the flu that they make available? Where you don't have a choice but to get the one that has the mRNA in it, the actual fuck. Yes, my, my, that is so dystopian. Yeah, there, there's a there, yeah. I think I think I keep coming to the conclusion that your best your best bet is if you want to if you actually care about your own personal health, the last place you want to go is to your doctor. Truth. Yeah, because or be, unless unless you know they're not bought in. Now, it's um, hard to find that though. Yes. Now, researchers. This is this is a great this is a great one. So, researchers had a simple test for determining if an asymmetric person who tested positive for COVID was infectious, but Fauci and the CDC ignored it. Now. A test that can accurately determine whether an individual with a positive PCR test result for COVID-19 is infectious was available as early as May 2020. But public health authorities appear to have ignored it. Now, the researchers at Stanford University who developed the test also determined that the vast majority of asymptomatic individuals who tested positive, 96%, did not transmit the virus. Well, that doesn't sound very dangerous at all. Yeah. Not really. Transmission from asymptomatic people is far, far less common than we were led to believe, investigative reporter and author David Zweig wrote. The novel test at Stanford that showed a very low rate of infectious asymptomatic people who had tested positive was available as early as May 2020. Yet the CDC and other health authorities did nothing, Zweig said. Now, Zweig wrote also that, the, that while the standard PCR test commonly administered during the COVID-19 pandemic detects whether someone has the virus it cannot detect whether the person is capable of infecting others now i think if they had this test they wouldn't have been able to maintain the narrative y'all exactly i mean there, there's a yeah this is a this is one of those things you look at and you go well how did this, you know how did this happen well you know this is just one of the many things that they suppressed along the way folks um of you know. course and the fact that Fauci lied is like saying that it's raining out. Yeah, well, which, which right now it is. Um, okay, so now we are. I get. Um, you want to read this bat? Uh, 
So this is an interesting story. There has been a protein found in bats that can slow aging and fight inflammations in humans. So it's interesting that bats have an unusual ability to host viruses without getting sick. And a team of scientists studied the extraordinary immune defense mechanism in bats and discovered there's a protein in them that can help humans to fight inflammatory diseases and aging. The study conducted by researchers from Duke Med School in Singapore, which was published in the journal Cell, suggests that a specific protein in bats called ASC2 can inhibit inflammasomes, multi-protein complexes responsible for the overactive inflammation linked with many diseases. According to Matea, the first author of the study, bats keep their inflammation under control due to the high-level activity of ASC2, which also acts as the key to their long lifespan and unique status as a reservoir for viruses. Now, these findings point to the possible development of drugs that can mimic the anti-inflammatory effects of the bat protein. The research team believes that the discovery will be the key to fighting the human diseases of the future. I guess uh, we're all Batman. Something like exactly. <laughs> if this if this comes to fruition, yeah. Well, and all I could think of was if bats have this protein in them, we're, we're going to be seeing fricasseed bat on the menu in no time. Yes, exactly. Or all of these rich dickheads. Yeah, exactly. Are going to be like, oh, Pia, serve yeah. me some bat. I don't want to age. Yes. Well, um, yeah. They uh, could, they could be eating hamsters. Fuck you, phone boy. <laughs> Fuck you! That is the most disgusting song. Oh, it, it, it's... She, yes, she... Yeah, anyway, this this was played no. during... Yeah, I'm not playing it We will now. tell the story in Studio 33. That's right. So, meanwhile, the CDC warns us about the return of monkeypox, uh, or which, which they're now calling it mpox. Um, and so, uh, the the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They, I don't know. They, they, this I've noticed this change like in the last like week. They've, right. Because because I mean because we do you know we've been looking at these stories the last few weeks and this is the first time I started to see the Center for Disease Control and Prevention like like they're actually preventing diseases. Dude, they're they're no. Can, they're, can, can they virtue signal a little harder? Yeah. Well, they're not actually doing prevention. And anyway, I know I know a little, I know a little bit about that. Yeah, and um, healthcare isn't about your health. Well, we know that. And nor do they care. Uh, so. Uh, they've issued a warning about the spread of the mpox virus, formerly known as monkeypox. The CDC announced this month that they're investigating cases of mpox in people who previously vaccinated against the disease. It sounds, gee, it sounds like the COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, the agency issued a health advisory this week warning that they have detected at least nine cases of mpox in people who were fully vaccinated against the disease. Cases have dropped significantly since their peak last summer, but in recent weeks, there's been a slight increase in the number of cases. It means it like went from like two to three or something like that, I'm sure. Um, um, uh, particularly in Chicago and France. I'm, a bunch of, I'm sure there's a bunch of uh, bought-in people in those locations. The CDC reported that in Chicago, uh, about 9 out of 13 people diagnosed mpox with mpox were vaccinated. So we're really only talking about a few people here. Yeah. I want to point something out. I recently heard about a massive influx of uh, refugees that are coming into the country. Right. It does make me wonder... And I, I wish I had thought about this before. I could have kind of looked into where they're being put. Because I almost think I had a writer who was from Chicago who was telling me that there's all these 
yeah, refugees the, you, coming you can, in. Yeah, you can. You, yeah, you. I think Governor Abbott's basically shipping them. All, it's shipping all these sanctuary cities. It's like, oh, you guys exactly. Want, yeah, basically, you guys said your sanctuary city. Here you go. We're giving you some folks to be sanctuary. To. What if there is a connection between the two? Think about it. Okay, impossibility. Yes. Now, currently, we don't know how long the vaccine and to what degree the vaccine protects individuals from MPOX, said Dr. William Schaffner, an infectious disease expert at Vandy. You cannot tell me that's not a made up fucking name. Y- yeah. Yes. At, the, at Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville, Tennessee. So that, you know. I'm, I'm not even going to. Uh, okay. I'm not going to shit on Vandy. Okay. Anchor down. Fuck that. Anyway, go balls. Go balls. We, we did that. Vanderbilt is actually a really good <laughs> medical hospital. So I'm and, and I'm not going to I'm not going to shit on them other than their team. And yes, we did do that just about in unison without looking at each other because I was looking at my screen and he is to the left of me. Yes, is right. So now um, now uh, C. Brooklyn mentioned exercise is one of those things that you can do for uh, to, to help with uh, keeping yourself uh, uh, fl- fl- uh, free of COVID or flu or anything like that. So regular workouts. Healthy, may, in other words. Yes. Regular workouts may lower the risk of flu and pneumonia related deaths. Researchers find now, according to a new study published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine, prioritizing exercise routines consisting of aerobic and muscle strengthening activity reduces the risk of dying from in- influenza and pneumonia by 48 now, the physical activity guidelines for Americans issued by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services notes that adults should participate in 150 minutes of moderate aerobic activity per week, along with at least two days of moderate muscle strength tra- training exercises to keep healthy. Okay, I want to point out the fact that if you're doing aerobic and muscle strengthening, yeah, you're working your cardiovascular system, your pulmonary system, the things that ultimately are attacked or or I should say affected when you get pneumonia and things like that. So this really kind of seems like a duh type result. Yes. So... Um, let's see. The researchers analyzed survey data from 570,000 individuals who participated in the U.S. National Health Interview Survey between 1998 and 2018. Now, participants were divided into two groups based on their adherence to the physical activity guidelines. Over a nine-year follow-up period, it was observed that individuals engaging in aerobic activity alone had a 36% lower risk of death, while those who combined aerobic and mu- muscle strength cha- uh, strengthening activities reduced their risk of flu or pneumonia related death by nearly half now i want to i want to highlight a uh, a little an, an anecdote so um so the last work tri- so the last major work trip i did uh was in was in 2020 right before covid now i ended up i i had to travel to bangkok new orleans and vienna now i did a um and i believe that in bangkok i caught something that that would probably have been diagnosed as covid it was a pretty bad cold from what i remember and you know and, and, and it it had some you know and so i'll and, bet you did catch something in bangkok you dirty bastard yeah probably but that but anyway we uh so i and i and i went with it and, and i and i continued during this time i mean it was it was affecting me for you know i mean i think i, I think it was a couple of weeks because it was i caught it in bangkok i would during the week i was because there was a because there was a week i was home before i went to new orleans and vienna and i was still kind of carrying it around so i had it for probably a few you know weeks. they make a cream for 
after that. Yes. Well, what I did... Uh, Shot a penicillin, maybe. Yeah. But but despite still having the COVID, quote unquote, because that, that's what I figured it out later, was like, yeah, it's pro- that was probably COVID. Um, it was... Um, but uh, I, pretty, I pretty much maintained my rigorous exercise schedule despite being sick. I mean, I was still running five, six miles a day, uh, tr- you know, globe trotting and everything. And it didn't really, uh, you know, yes, it was annoying, but not, you know, because just because of the phlegm and everything, but it was not a... It didn't, uh, you know, uh, you know and that's, and that's what, what you're able to do when you're healthy, you know, when you're actually healthy and exercising yeah you can you can sort of continue to work with those things those things don't hurt that is amazing yeah. by the way i actually did not know that story yeah. that you had run while you had like covid or this really bad cold or whatever yes I, dude got- you're you're fucking hard af I'm, I'm not even kidding dude i get a cold i'm like the biggest baby like i'm dying i cannot imagine going to the fucking gym and working out with a cold so like, yes kudos, I, no i did boy. yeah i think I, in one of the days I, th- I remember i ran like 10 miles on the treadmill uh it was a and uh you know, I th- I think so, and this this was in a hotel in New Orleans, I think, um, and uh, yeah, the, you could this, and I did it while still, you know, I still was uh, having uh, issues with that, and it was not, you know, it wasn't it wasn't pleasant, but I was I was able to do it, and I made because I was able to, and that's you know, and I probably made that, uh, you know, and I also tried to get outside as much as I could, but that was uh, yeah, I will t- I will tell you that outside in Austria it, it, in February is fucking cold, just just saying, um, so. Um, oh dear! Uh, oh my! There's 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 things in the chat here. So yes, I mean, getting exercise. And honestly, I know that was the last time I've got I've got, I've got seriously sick. Uh, was was that? And, and honestly, you know, but but, but I would imagine the uh, that cold as air in Austria was fucking clean as a nun's asshole. Yeah, and probably just like suck that shit as deep into your lungs as you can. Well, that and it, well, that and being able to run along the Rhine, they've got a great, they, they've got a promenade there that you can it just it just goes straight along the river, and you can actually. So I was able to run, you know, up and down that. Um, so it's, you know, yeah. nobody likes a bragger. Yeah, whatever. All right. So now we will move on to ear acupuncture. This is a this was an interesting find in our in our uh, stories here. Ear ear acupuncture can help a, people obtain uh, ideal weight. Finds a new study. Now the acupuncture the uh, is is the ancient practice is rooted in Chinese culture. It's revered for its therapeutic benefits in managing pain and alleviating stress. Now a new study has revealed that this age old healing technique also has the power to facilitate weight loss. I thought this was interesting. And this new remarkable or this new remarkable something I guess was unveiled at the at the finding, I guess, was unveiled at the European Congress of, of, on Obesity in Dublin, Ireland. Now, the study suggests that combining acupuncture with a carefully controlled diet has shown promising results in significantly reducing body weight or, or BMI, you know, and body fat. Now, okay, did- so you're doing this in conjunction with a diet. Yes, I noticed that too. Let that let that marinate for a second. How the fuck do you know that it's, the, that it's the acupuncture that's facilitating the weight loss when you're pairing it with a diet? Asking for a friend. Okay. So, here's how it said. Ear, so, ear acupuncture therapy targets specific points along meridian lines to restore the flow of chi and, and, and alleviate blockages or disruptions. Now, this holistic approach has demonstrated its efficacy in various areas, including treating drug addiction, assisting in smoking cessation, and facilitating weight loss. It's a lot like reflexology in a way. 
I, I would much rather have somebody do reflexology who was trained in it on me to alleviate a problem as opposed to having little needles stuck in me. Yeah. Just my personal yeah. choice. Yeah. Although although exact mechanisms remain elusive, studies suggest that the that the method better regulates metabolism in the endocrine system, enhances digestion, and reduces oxidative stress. Now, taking cues from the past, um, research that observed significant weight loss in Japanese women treated with ear acupuncture, 81 overweight or obese Japanese men, especially those with high levels of abdominal fat, were made to undergo the process alongside a controlled diet. Now... Now I did I, I didn't pull the stuff about how they do the ear acupuncture, but there's no actual needles in this case. I believe it is just like pinching with balls or something. It's a uh, then that would be acupressure. Well, that's okay. Let me er, I, wait. Ergo, the name acupuncture, puncture, needle. I thought I saw something. I thought I yeah. So as I was reading about this, and I'm going, wait a minute, because this is. It's the same thing. I'm not saying that it was a mistake on your part. I'm saying I believe they were erroneous in their in the definition word that they used. Yeah, one of those two. But yeah, this kind of yeah, we kind of find this stuff all the time. Now, um, yeah. So um, yeah, I could yeah. So they, here here we go. So at the end of the study, the participants experienced a reduction of 10.4 centimeters in their waist circumference. That's a few inches. Uh, a four percent decrease in their in their total body fat, and an almost three point decrease in their BMI. Our findings suggest that acupuncture on the ear may aid weight loss when paired with diet and exercise. Now, when paired with diet and exercise, like yeah, it's a, that sounds like a lot of BS to me. This is I. Wish I had, because I'm enjoying the cold read on these, you guys, because Phone Boy put it all together. I really wish I had read this before so I could have truly had a RCA dog moment in private because I'm blown away at just the sheer stupidity of this article and the way that they are trying to lead you to believe that this procedure is what's aiding in the weight loss and not the fact that the person is exercising and possibly not eating hot fresh garbage well yeah exactly well and, and yeah and what diets and that kind of thing and they don't really get into the diets and we all know the diet thing is bullshit anyway so um so yeah uh, speaking of speaking of diet bullshit uh, new research is suggesting that what we eat can also help contribute to our daily step goals by as much as four thousand additional steps in other words we're using uh, one bullshit health metric to uh bolster another bullshit health metric um isn't that great or a bullshit diet so well exactly because nobody can actually define what the hell the mediterranean diet is there are so many different definitions of it which is why it's being used against doctors when you're doing an S&G and he wants he or she wants to know what you're doing you tell them it's a modified okay, Mediterranean well, diet okay well let's do the next uh, let's go to the next section of this so um, but uh, yeah people who had a healthier Mediterranean type diet were found to have better physical fitness eating healthier was associated with better metabolic health as well now they the study included 2380 adults with an average age of 54 years and were asked to complete the Harvard they're you know being right there there's your there's your fake right there uh walter will it anyone yes exactly semi semi qualitative food frequency questionnaire another another form of bullshit we've to- seen what this fucking idiot advocates to eat yes oh my god yes he's just 
so wow. anyway, and it helped their score their diet quality on the Alternative Healthy Eating Index and the Mediterranean Style Diet Score. Now, higher scores showed a better quality of diet of vegetables, fruits, whole grains, nuts, legumes, fish, and healthy fats, and limiting red meat and alcohol. The study found that individuals with a higher dietary with higher dietary scores on the Alternate uh, Healthy Eating Index and the Mediterranean uh, Style type diet score achieved a 5.2 and a 4.5% greater peak VO2 respectively that's 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 how much your uh your you know your oxygen's in your you know the uh, VO2 I'm trying to remember what VO2 stands for but anyway it is uh, it it's something related to your heart and you, you want it to you know you definitely want to be able to uh, pa- uh you know pass, get a lot of oxygen into your blood now um I was listening. I finally got a chance to listen to uh, some 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 Vinnie Tortorich. I had been uh, um, uh, that that I've backed up, but I wanted to listen. And, and uh, he had on uh, Professor Tim Noakes, who's act, who who's actually who's he's practiced medicine longer than you've been alive, my dear. Uh, he, yes, that yeah, is correct. Yes. I believe he graduated med school in seventy five. Yes, sir. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he uh, so he wrote he wrote a book called Lore of Running. He was he's one of he he's uh, a premier sports scientist, right, and 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 was a marathon runner himself. Doing, you know, it was, was doing a lot more than marathons, and uh, you know, and he his first book was, you know, his, uh, you know, he he famously he famously uh, later had uh, said, yeah, all that all that stuff in nutrition in this book, rip it out, right, because it's completely wrong, because he was espousing sort of the high carb diet that everybody, you know, that the standard things does, and he got type two diabetes, and uh, you know, and 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 he was eating the right way and yet this was still happening eventually he eventually figured it out through uh uh through you know, so like uh um you know Steve Finney and Jeff Volick and and in and, and, uh, you know and, and some of the and, and uh, I'm trying to remember the the, the doctor uh, Eric Westman and, uh, and and other doctors that this that maybe maybe eating sugar was a bad idea and he and he what he determined um, ultimately was that yeah he he's a very car- carbohydrate intolerant most of us are carb- carbohydrate intolerant and you know and, and he and and you know they were talking about some of the stuff that they, that that you know now Vinny, now Vinny Tortorich himself is a you know he's a he's a freaking freak of nature athlete uh, he's not but anybody can do this there's then there's even stories of folks that like that have you know been big and flabby and are now doing ultra marathons and, and that kind of thing but uh, so it's so it's all possible but but here's the thing and this, you know they both even though they're both you know fairly low carb when you're doing you're doing these ultra races and by the way you're talking about like uh, 250 miles uh, non-stop I think that was one of the that's one of the races uh, you know through varying conditions and everything so that means you're basically exercising for more you know, two or three solid days, right? Of of just going and going and going. Now, in those, I can't imagine that. Yeah, but in those races, right? Yeah, they, you know, this is this is where you kind of go. Okay, the body does need, you know, so the body does need sugar, right? Now, but it doesn't actually need that much. Now, you know. When 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 Vinny goes for a hike, for example, he'll uh, he he will go buy a you know a, a pack of lifesavers or something like that, and he doesn't he doesn't eat them unless you know it's one of those things. If he gets stuck out in the in, you know in the, in the forest or whatever, and, and it's it, there is a you know you have you know have some use of energy or sometimes you know when you when you're going you're going and going and going and this is this is an experience they relayed. It's like that it you know when you when you when you're when you're going for you know for several hours and you're starting to feel like you're going to bonk, you just put a lifesaver 
flavor in your mouth. It's not even that much sugar, but just the minute you put it in between your cheek and gums, it, it, it immediately it's like your it's like it resolves the issue. It, it doesn't. You're kind of staving off hypo you know, hypoglycemia is what you're what you're basically doing there. So, th- but that's that's an extreme situation, right? Your body if you're if you're running for four hours on end, right, and running really hard for four hours on end because you're in a race. Yeah, you're going to be running for hours on end. There, you might need just a little bit of sugar. You don't even need that much, right? So, um, I don't know. Like, I still, you know, and that's so. And this and this is from people, in, and you know, they, I think they've, you know, I think uh, Professor Noakes was starting to do some studies on, on some of this stuff, and it is, it's really, it's really fascinating. Like, you really don't need that much sugar. Yes, the body will make its own, right? It's that's why the, you know, the, 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 the that's gluconeogenesis. The body will make it if it need, you know, when it needs it, and it may need it in a few cases where you're, you know, you're doing high energy output. But but most of us don't need sugar, y'all. It's just not necessary. Yeah, and to have that conversation with a doctor when you hear him say that, oh no, you need, you know, you need to consume sugar. It's like, no, doc, you don't. If you're healthy and you're eating right, your body's producing all the sugar it needs to run your brain and all the things yeah. that it's needed for. Extra sugar is nothing but problematic. And and I, I was absolutely gobsmacked the day I heard a doctor say that. Yeah, and it's yes, and it's just it's disgusting. And and you know, really like yeah, t- you're talking to ultra athletes and it and they could you can you can do these superhuman feats of of um, you know, of, of you know, strength. And I mean, it's you know, I mean, the, the most I, the farthest I've run at one go is about 15 miles. I ran across the the Narrows Bridge. Uh That's fierce. Yes. Which and I did, you know, t- that took me about three and a half hours, right? Which is probably I think I you know, that's about the point I might have bonked or something. I didn't have anything with me, you know, and I would have so I It's a good thing you didn't. No, I did but yeah, in yeah, especially uh, especially with what was going on at that point. Yeah, really? uh, yeah. So, um, but this is it's this it's just it's amazing to me. It's like I know that this is possible, right? You you don't need a lot of you don't need a lot of sugar. You, you need very very little, and the you know that's where you you know and actually the, the rev, one of the revelations he said, look, you know, my body got so metabolically damaged because I was eating a high carb diet. Even though I, even though my diet is mostly perfect, the only way I get good glucose control is to take metformin, right? That's and frightening. That's frightening. So this is so yeah, and, and metformin. I mean, in terms of the diabetes drugs, is not the worst. It's you know, there, there's some arguments that could be made about it that there might be some there that it might not be so bad. But you know, and the people kind of go still back and pharma. forth. On it. It's still pharma, yes, and we don't necessarily want to have a pharma solution, but. But I, you know, at least, you know, at least Professor Noakes has a re, you know, again, he, he, you know, I would trust him. He's like, look, yeah, I know I need this, right? Because I want to keep my glucose, at, you know, as, as, as well, as well controlled as possible. Because it's the, right. it's the, it's the, it's the moving around that is kind of the problem. And it's, you know, that, that's, you know, going on here. So, um, now this came up um, that exposure to cold temperatures in the morning, which I need an in the morning clip. Uh, we've got those. Um, yeah, maybe they're on phoneboy.com or something. I keep hearing. Probably. Yeah, they probably are. So extreme to cold temperatures in the morning may help burn fat in men. Now, the, the men who wish to lose weight may want to get exposed to cold temperatures in the morning because it may help boost fat burning in them, a new study has found. The researchers behind the study learned that while men are more likely to burn fat when exposed to cold temperatures in the morning than in the evening, the same thing is not true 
true for women. The study focused on how cold exposure triggers the browning of brown adipose tissue or brown fat. For burning. Temp- burning. Uh, brown, burn, uh, yeah, anyway. The, br- the burning of brown adipose tissue or brown fat yes. for temperature regulation and the burning of calories. Yes, exactly. And, and brown fat is a type of body fat that helps in regulating body temperature, which gets activated right before a person feels the shiver in a cold uh, temperature. Now, the researchers also evaluated if fat uh, burning follows a circadian rhythm and how the pattern differs in men and women. And now the, tw- the study um, evaluated 24 lean participants comprised of, of men and women whose ages were ranged between 18 and 31. Now, during the evaluation, the participants were made to rest on water-filled mattresses that were gradually cooled until the temperature reached 48 degrees Fahrenheit or when they felt a shiver. They were exposed to stable cold for 90 minutes afterward and their energy expenditure and skin temperatures were measured. Researchers found that men had significant differences in the morning while cold-induced energy expenditure and skin temperatures did not differ much between the morning and the evening in women. Now, um, Now, I have some experience with cold exposure. Because uh, way back when I used to uh, I used to do the Wim Hof thing and shower. I used to be able to sit in the cold shower for fifteen minutes with, and uh, you know you want you want to talk about um, you know you do some meditation and stuff like that. Yeah, and of course I you know why I was doing that. Was, I do, yeah, I do. It's a you know it's it trying to uh, relieve some stress, and I think that's a that's a you know. So um, I think you know I think there's something to that. I mean I don't know about weight loss necessarily, but it does. It, it's a big. It's you know the cold. Experience Exposures, you know, is not a bad thing, and in fact, um, you know, Wim Hof, you, you may you may have heard of this crazy Dutchman who goes around and uh, you know and, and, and submerses himself in cold water for hours on end, uh, you know, or, or you know, or, or you know, he, he's uh, you know, he, he, I think you know he did a foot race on in you know on ice right in the you know like in the you know in the Arctic Circle or something like that, and, um, and he, dude, this dude's serious, right? He, he and he also got he also while like in a cold you know in a, in a cold bath or something he would they injected him with it with a known pathogen or something and he fought it off right because in, in with you know there's breathing techniques and stuff going with that so it's not just the exposure to cold but it, it was also doing the breathing to and and he's able to as uh, effectively detoxify his body so i think there's something to this right and absolutely yeah i don't know what the mechanism is it doesn't really matter but yeah i think i i think a little there's a reason i don't mind being cold because and and, and i've got pictures of my of me like you know walking on snow right uh with my bare feet uh, because yeah i'm crazy and stuff um, so yeah, just slightly touched. Yes. Um, okay. So now we are ready to move on to the happiness segment, which means that uh, the key to life is a penis in your asshole. By the way, I think I just noticed the word happiness is ha pen penis ha penis. Jeez, oh man. Yeah. You know I'm. You know I got to write that down. You know. You you truly are five. Yes, I am. <laughs> so um, now, now we're gonna we get to use our bells. It's like it's okay. So thirty, okay. So thirteen early warning signs that he's an insecure man, and I, I and I read this with the idea of thinking that I might, um, because I was looking back at myself and wondering how much you know, because because it's like how did how because how did I end up, you know, sticking with this, uh, well, this uh, bitch for as long as I did. Right. Right. And I think, and it's interesting to kind of see what, where some of this stuff, you know, we're, you know, and also I think it also explains, um, you know, maybe the other side of the aisle too, to agree. So, 
And that's so I was thinking about this. So, all right. So the thirteen early warning signs, right? So number one is uh, low self esteem, and oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's time. Yeah, I think that applies in both of our cases, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so number two, clinginess. I didn't have that with mine. Um, yeah, but I, that's a ding for me uh, because yeah, I, really? I, yeah, I think so um, because I because the, 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 if you look at the next one, needs constant reassurance. Well, yeah, which yeah, which, which with her I think was uh, was warranted. Uh, difficulty asserting needs. Yep, for sure. Not really sure what that one means. No, but that means uh, not saying what you want, just kind of going along to get along. Yeah, I'm not really sure on that one. Yeah, that's with it's, mine. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, defensiveness. Yeah, whoa, uh, yeah. Well, I wasn't so defensive, but uh, easily influenced by others. Um, not mine. No, exactly. Lacks, uh, um, oh, lacks trust. Yeah, for sure. Huge jealousy and possessiveness. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Controlling. Oh, very manipulative. Avoids accountability. Hesitant to take the lead. Now, oh, I oh no, mine, mine. Yeah, this was some of this was about me. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I think that might go with her too. Threatening to break up—that never happened. I was the only. Oh one. yeah, we. Um, I know you had that I, issue. As a matter of fact, I think he was the one. Yeah. So who had last said it before I said it and made yeah. it stick? So the re- okay. So the only things in here about me being insecure, low self-esteem, maybe clinginess, and this is. She was not. She was never clingy. Uh, she might have needed constant reassurance, although I never knew what exactly what she wanted because she would never tell me. Uh, this, there, there was it was a test that I was being. So it's, it's like being on a test that you uh, that you don't know what the question is, but you know that uh, you, you know that you, you know, know you're going to get the wrong answer no matter what it is. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yes, and then we now, now we get into now. Th- this is something I think we both um, now, me for the, you know especially uh, there, uh, we, there's some quotes for when someone is ignoring you and um and i and i think we will start with one by robin williams uh i used to think that the worst thing in life was to end up all alone it's not the worst thing in life is ending up with people who make you feel all alone yeah that is so true yeah i I am i'm with you on that and and even the most intense feelings cease when neglected and taken for granted yeah that i think that that speaks a lot um mm-hmm. most of my childhood memories of my father are, are of being ignored i was his namesake but nothing i ever did pleased or even interested him he enjoyed telling me i, I couldn't do anything right now oh, that's uh, that sounds familiar um that was marlon brando yes it was and facts do not cease to exist because they're ignored which you know i think is a more generally applicable quote if, you, mm-hmm. if we're getting right down to it um so uh words can sting like anything but silence breaks the heart I don't know who Suzanne Nichols is, um, but uh, um, but uh, that name looks familiar. Yes, uh, I think she's an actress. Yes, yeah. It's interesting how many people ignore you when you are no longer beneficial to their needs. Well, that might explain a lot. Oh yes. Although, uh, except except she, you know, she couldn't completely uh, she couldn't completely ignore me because I was still the you know I, you know the only the finances and now and now that I'm not even supplying that anymore. Yeah, she wants nothing to do with me. Well, I want nothing to do with you either, bitch. So fuck off. All right. So well, but you are because of the extortion you have to pay. Yeah, don't even get me. Yeah, I, but she, it's limited. Is my point. It's, right. Yeah, that's. Yeah, she no longer has carte blanche over all of your money. That's right. So, yeah, just just the uh, just the part that I am uh, that I am required to give her. Okay, so mm-hmm. now, um, 
And that too has yes, an end. Yes, in, indifference and neglect often do much more damage than outright dislike. Yeah, and that J.K. Rowling. That, that, yeah, she read she read those books. Um, all right, and if you feel neglected or ignored in the beginning, don't expect a miracle as time goes on and he gets more used to you. It's only going to get worse. Wake up, move on, and find someone who makes you feel you are truly wanted. If you have to wonder about it, yeah, I think that's a that is a <clears throat> very deep statement. It is a very it is a very deep statement. Okay, so now we'll move on to all the highly sensitive souls out there, which uh, I think I think this applies to both of us in, in right. varying degrees. So, and and this was a, this this was a, a blogger on tiny and tiny Buddha that that, that said I think talking about um, um, her and her ch- one of her ch- children. Uh, we have food, sensory, and emotional sensitivities. We're both highly sensitive to loud noises. We had to leave a theater twenty seconds after the start of a kid's play as it was too loud for him when he when he was three years old. I'm highly sensitive to any type of noise, small or big, and I can hear things that know that other people can't, like electricity and other faint noise that would bother no one but me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I can, I, I do hear things sometimes, and, it, and sometimes I, sometimes when I achieve a higher consciousness, I can hear other things. Um, I'm extremely sensitive to loud noises. Yes. It almost feels like we come from a different planet. This is true. It's like we're trying on a human spacesuit and visiting a place we don't fully understand, finding it hard to adjust here among other humans amidst the noise. Yeah, that's... You know, that's why we keep to ourselves for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but our sensitivity also makes life a be- a majestic when we're living in alignment with what makes our hearts sing, which I think is uh, what oh, we're... Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, which is what we're... That's either. so us. This is, this is, that is so us. Um, and so to all you highly sensitive people out there, you are needed. Don't ever think that you are not good enough because you don't fit nicely in the world around. You're ne- uniquely positioned to be a seat of light into the wor- uh, to the world around you. And that's, uh, that's part of, I think that's part of what we try to do with this show is we try to shine a light, you know, and... and yeah, and we've said that often. Yeah, it's uh, we're just having a really great time and trying to help people live their best lives, like yes, we are doing exactly now. You know, and because you're highly sensitive, it, it takes a bit more work to effectively take care of yourself, your body, your mind, your emotions, and your energy. So, you know, the fact that we eat a really clean diet does help with that. And if you eat nourishing foods that are good for your gut, you sleep at least eight hours get exercise, spend some time in nature, you know, reconnect with Mother Earth, truly. Meditate, you can do those two things in conjunction with each other. You gotta set boundaries with other people. That's a thing I'm working on right now with one of my kids because there's some drama going on and I just need to close myself off from it. Yeah. But above all, do the things that light you up daily. Create, sing, write, keep a journal, you can paint, you can play music, dance, whatever it is that brings you happiness, do it. That's why, I, I guess it's part of the reason why we do this podcast. So. I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Now, um, yeah, so um, this is uh, this was an article about how uh, how, how somebody had navigated the grief and guilt since losing their, his, his narcissistic father. Now, um, I have and, firsthand experience of what it's like to have a narcissistic father for yeah. sure so I cared about him in the way that one human cares for the well-being of any other human but at the time I never cared at the level that a son should care for a father I had built a fortress around myself that protected me from him over the years and he'd never really been apparent to me he wasn't estranged physically but emotionally he'd never been there he was emotionally absent he always had been yeah that, that sounds like my ex too but anyway um and and I and I found a way to accept that he w- he would never have been the father I needed, much like I found a way to accept that she would have never been the you know 
the, the person that I was looking for. Uh, I will never have a relationship with my father. Even if he were still alive, he would never have been capable of loving us the way he needed him to. And at the moment, all the past yearning for his love, acceptance, and approval dissipated. I didn't need it from him. I, I needed to give it to him, filled with empathy and compassion. I needed to release him from the anger, hurt, and pain he had caused. I needed to do it for myself, but I also needed to do it for him. I've accepted him for who he was. And you know, that's actually really poignant with the stuff relational to my own father I mean I do understand that a lot of the way he was had contributions between the shit he went through as a young child a horrible upbringing an absolutely terrible mother and a stepfather who I hope is roasting on a spit in hell real piece of shit Um, ultimately what my father did I am still working through trying to forgive even though it wasn't directly to me that he did what he did, what he did impacted me for the rest of my life on many levels, including the fact that it facilitated and or caused him to take his own life. And that's something that I'm still trying to work through. I wish I could get to a point where I could forgive him and move on and have peace in my heart knowing that he's in a better place and not tortured anymore. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, and I think you just have to come to terms with it. I mean, there's no, you know, like, it's like there, there's nothing you can do to change what happened at this point. That's true. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think this is, you know, it's, it's weird kind of reading this thing because I'm kind of thinking about it in my own situation of my, of, you, know, um, you know, coming to the conclusion that my mother's a narcissist and, 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 and that I married a narcissist. <laughs> You're muted. Oh, I'm, I'm muted. Goober. Oh. You know, I, 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 anyway, that, that I, I thought that this would not be a problem, but apparently it still is a if problem. If you're not looking at your roadcaster, it's still a problem. Yes, this is true. So, anyway, I had said that that I think my... Um, my my whole th- my whole thing here is uh you know looking at this and kind of going back through my relationships with with my with my mother and my relationship with my ex yeah a lot of this is uh, you know there's a lot of parallels there it's like i realized that they are who they are and i can't there's nothing i could have done to change it um they were going to go the direction they were going to go and 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 you know and, and it's time to move on right this is there's no there's nothing to hang on to there so it is it, it does take some time to work through all those things but yeah ultimately you just have to. It's you just have to. We have to accept that this is who they are. This was who they are. There's nothing we could have done to really change who they are. And uh, you know, when we need to accept, you know, we, we and, and we got to accept that they were never going to be the person we wanted them to be, right? Um, and that's just what we. That's what we got to do here. So, yeah, I, yes, I do understand being a father. Yes, um, this this I do. Um, but um, anyway, let's actually move on to uh, this. Is I'm going to have you read the uh, the emotional abuse red flags in in, in, in your relationship. And oh, so we can, squee! We, thanks. Yes, we do because I, because we get to play the game of. I know we we get to play with our new bells, the Hempress Emily. Sent yes, us. that's right. So, gaslighting. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Everybody. Yeah. That's not a hard one. Yeah. Play me. Uh, Playing. <laughs> Placing blame and guilt. Big yeah, time yeah, yeah, with pl- mine. Yeah, blaming. I'm, I'm writing that down. Blaming, yeah. No acceptance of responsibility and denying bad behavior. Big time. Yes. Confrontational attitude. 
Isolation and sabotaging special occasions. Okay, I have a story about you know. this. I, I have a story about this. This is from the, the, the birthday where my dad passed away. Now, there's a couple things in this story that are in. So I, I, so I find out through from Mama T uh, on my birthday. I'm tra- So we're traveling. Uh, we're doing a family trip to, uh, to Alabama to go visit uh, her, her, uh, her friend. Uh, there's family that we often spend the summers with, right? And they're, they're, we, we often spent the summers with. Uh, and so I find out that like as we're taken off that i that you know dad passed away and and so they i got and and so when i was greeted at the airport they they actually had done a little happy birthday thing for me and had a cake or something now i was very happy i was like that was the coolest thing and and she was pissed off about it for some reason i don't understand why that's bizarre yeah so now she had set it up I don't know if she set it up. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. There, I don't know if that was. Yeah, because her friend Lisa had, had. Maybe her friend had set it up. She knew nothing about it, and that's why she was pissed because her friend made her look bad. Uh, yeah, who knows? But that would make total sense. Yeah, but it, but it also was kind of like the yeah, I landed, you know, and then and, and I ended up spending and, and I didn't and I was like it was funny because yeah during that during that occasion uh, yeah they're like you want to go back and go deal with the stuff with your dad I'm like no I can't I I need and, and I was and I I'm like no I need to be. I, I can't do this right now, right? And 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 I don't know if I made that situation worse, but they, you know, they they didn't. They just kind of left me alone, right? Because I was just, I mean, I was so, um, I was so just like not wanting to do anything. I was, I was, I was destroyed. You know, of course, yeah. But you know, and so you want to talk about like, yeah, that was pretty much just she, you know. I I don't think you know I mean the situation she didn't ruin the birthday but the birthday pretty much got ruined right you know I was never right. a fan of my birthday that didn't help and then you know when then when my mom we found out my mom probably passed away on you know, the same day three years later I went well it's much like anything much like the birthdays in our family is a lot of coincidences and yeah okay that sounds good to me you know didn't even it didn't it didn't even it was it, it's like that threshold had already been passed, right? There's a, there's right. only so much you can you can do to ruin a birthday, and that was you know that's just, that's just kind of a topper, but it didn't really do anything. But yeah, so my my um, yeah, so pretty much yeah. I mean, it, it was just not a it was it was not something something I wanted because I don't think it would have been you know even if she had tried to do something, it would not have been that great. You know, so right, well, yeah. What I find interesting is you know the sabotaging special occasions it wasn't necessarily a special occasion to say it was the remembrance service for my dad <laughs> and i mean obviously I, i've just lost my father i'm i'm completely destroyed okay and he has to make it about himself yeah because oh you know he was just home basically from having a quadruple bypass and because I did not I don't I don't know because I didn't get him and lead him to everywhere that I was going because I didn't bring people to him to meet like oh this is my husband meh, 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 meh. oh I'm so fucking sorry uh I just lost my father. I'm so sorry that I'm not concentrating on fulfilling your narcissistic need to be introduced to my family and included in the entire fucking thing. You were able to walk with the assistance of a cane 
You could at any point in time have come over and joined any of the conversations which I was having. So that just, that really got me when he pulled that shit. He just could not help but to have to make everything about him. And the sabotaging when, you know, we would make plans to go somewhere with the kids and that day it would be like, oh, I don't want to go, you know, and and just shitty comments, basically, you know, because I'd be like, do you want to go X, Y, Z place? And where I'd be like, are you coming? And he would be like, go have fun with that. I mean, it was just shitty, yeah. completely shitty. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, my kids were let down because of my inability to be like, all right, fine. Fuck you. We're out. Yeah. Well. Let's, I wish I had stood up more. I'm, I'm just yeah, saying. I think we're, yeah, I think we both can do that. Uh, so jealousy, and I would say for that's it, even though uh, slight for me. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it would works in both cases. Cruelty toward other people and animals. Um, not so much that. I don't think I. Saw Ironically, that. I think uh, it was just me and my fam that he was cruel to because yeah. you know he kissed the ass of his own family. Yeah, not necessarily cruel to animals, but yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, so disrespect and blame toward ex-partners i'm putting that in there just see see divorce papers um so um number nine control of how you look or dress and what you eat well yeah that yeah Only she tried to yeah not even me. really yeah so belittling or diminishing talk yes of course we got a bunch of that chronic lying and claiming ignorance yes of course in- sorry i mean oh my fucking God. Okay. Infidelity. Not that I know of. History of abusive behavior. Not so much. Alcohol or drug abuse. Not that I know of. Breaking boundaries. Yes, 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 yes. Stalking. (laughs) Constant checking in or becoming overly involved. I had the exact opposite, more or less. Yeah. Uh, inability to compromise in emotional invalidation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Coercive behavior withholding. Yes, we got a bunch of that. Paranoia, not maybe not so much that. Lack of trust. Oh, yes, huge. Angry behavior. Yeah. <laughs> Subtle physical, physical and verbal abuse. <laughs> Subtle financial predation. I'm going to throw this bell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still paying for it. Subtle pred. <laughs> Subtle. Subtle. Yes. No, he wasn't subtle at all. Yeah. He was just downright fucking mean. Okay. Anyway, so now, we're, now that we've deafened the listeners with our new bells. Uh, yes. Now we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna talk about embracing your future, and this is something you know I think you and I talk about a lot because there's a lot of, you know, there's where we would like to be, and then there's where we are, and we're trying to figure out how to get there. Now, um, fate leads the willing and drags along the reluctant. In other words, you know, the great facts of life are going to happen no matter what, right? Um, Education is the passport to the future for tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for it today. That would be from Malcolm X. He's a, he's a smart dude. Um, the only thing we know about the future is that it'll be different, according to Peter Drucker. And I think I think that's a fair assessment. Now, uh, do something today that your future self will thank you for. We are constantly talking about our future, current and past self. Yes. So I like so, that. Yes. So that, that's why that's specifically why I pulled that quote. Um, What's meant to be will always find a way, says Trisha Yearwood. And, and I figured that was a good one. And then, then I wonder how many people don't get the one they want, but end up with the one they're supposed to be with. And that would be Fanny Flagg, who was on the, the she was a regular on the uh, match game back in the day. Um, 
Let's see. And I've always believed, and I still believe, that whatever good or bad fortune may come our way, we can always give it meaning and transform it into something of value. And this that, that is some, some smart advice from Herman Hess, I think. Okay, that. wait. I want to go back to the one about wondering how many people don't get the one they want but end up with the one they're supposed to be with. Wouldn't you think that the one you're supposed to be with would make you the most happiest, like in our case? Yeah. Well... Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's, and I think that's another way of saying, um, I think that's another way of saying what has actually happened, right? We end, and that doesn't mean that it's a, that, you know, initially you start out going one direction and then you end up in a completely different direction. You end up in a completely different direction at the end. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting interpretation. Yes, exactly. So I wasn't, I didn't read too deeply into these quotes. Now, some things are destined to be. It just takes a couple tries to get there, says J.R. Ward. And True. I, that, you know, so it's like, keep trying your failure quotient. Uh, accept the things to which the fate binds you and love the people with whom fate brings you together, but do so with all your heart. Marcus Aurelius. I think that is it. Smite, and I can control my destiny, but not my fate. Destiny means there are opportunities to turn left or right, but fate is a one-way street. I believe we all have the choice as to whether we fulfill our destiny, but our fate is sealed. Right. Great. In other words, we're talking about great facts, right? Great right. facts aren't going to change. Uh, the, the great, the great events in your life are not going to change. How you get Correct. there is going to be what you know, where your choices are. Now we can, we create our fate every day we live, says Henry Miller. Um, now you and and. Um, and then uh, I think this this uh, resonates. It's from from good old Abe Lincoln. Of course, we don't know if it not not the guy who's the what Abe Lincoln, whoever the fuck the guy's in the <laughs> thing. We're guy. talking about Abraham Lincoln, right? You cannot escape the responsibility of tomorrow by evading it today, and I, that is true, right? And then you know, and of course, if you can't change your fate, well, change your attitude. And I think that's a, I think that's a, a a a nice way to get to the cavalcade of stupidity. It is yes. And so I've got to I got to bring I got to make sure to unmute this. And now we have our we have a, our, our our favorite uh, <clears throat> our our favorite uh, uh, Rev Cyber Trekker. Optimus Rhyme was a hip-hop group from Seattle, Washington, and is most widely considered a nerdcore group because of the nerdy nature of their lyrics. The name of the band, as well as the stage names of the members, and many of their lyrics reference the Transformers franchise. From the 2006 School the Indie Rockers album... This is Optimus Rhyme. Obey the moderator. I agree to accept the following terms and regulations put forth by the administrators of this community and blah, blah, blah. I accept. Hey, listen up, newbie. We gotta get a few things straight. Who these people are that can wait? This is my boy, my world, my space. I wrote every book. You gotta read them, okay? Cool. I just a sit, member straight. And if you need something, I'll be up kinda late like two. See, that's when it gets bad. People start blaming and everybody's mad. That's when I gotta bust out the band. Just me, man. Some of these people just can't stand one another. So I gotta cover up a scandal. Nah, dude, I can't let you know my aim handle. Drop it. I'll grab your IP and block it. If you can't stay on topic, you got it. If I wanna lock it, there's no way you can stop me. Compton and cocky, the cubicle jockey. Cocky, the cubicle cocky. Cocky, the cocky, the cubicle 
up one week, man. I love your other screen name, man. Obey the moderator, I cater to the ranks. Hook them up with handles and blow all the threats. You are a liar, permanent man. I'm over by your password, man. All right, we're going to play the full version of that track uh, in Studio 33, if you're interested. Uh, so, um, and meanwhile, uh, so I want to recognize a, a an important occasion here in, in Shea Lotus. We are uh, this. It is. It was this time uh, last year when we uh, took possession of this uh, the, of Shea Lotus, and uh, this was after meeting the Podfather in in, in Charleston and after the and after the most epic road trip of, of our lives. Uh, and, so yes, it was so. It, yeah, it okay. was totally amazing. Yes, and so. Um, so with that, I think we, we we've got this uh, gigantic bottle of wine that we need to uh, that we, we need do. to do something. And I would uh, I would like to uh, cheers uh, to a year. Yeah, ch- cheers to a year. We did not clink very. Uh, it's because they're so fucking full. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, there's no there's no clinkage here. Mm. Okay, now you got to tell the story about the girl who thinks she's a cat. So, right before classes ended. One of the girls who I was in class with, who was the second oldest, me being the oldest member of the math class, was telling a story about how, the, and, and now mind you, she's studying to be a teacher, and she was telling a story that one of her daughter's classmates was crawling around on the floor and meowing like a cat, and the teacher was like oh you have to let her express her individuality and the thing is she's making other students uncomfortable because she's literally rubbing up against them and i mean just invading body space badly and this this is the world that we live in like an absolute what the actual fuck moment yes and uh... that's my opinion yeah exactly um yeah that's just was and, and it's it is kind of uh, scary to think that, yeah, that this is even in, yeah. Okay, keep in mind we're in a very red part of a very red state, right? And uh, true so to hear that this this shit is being allowed to happen in schools here. Uh, kind of infuriating. Yeah. When you really get down to it. Yes. Um, another thing about living down here is there's lightning bugs. Oh, very much so. Yeah, so um, we, uh, I think we were, uh, um, we, we were, we were in, we were in bed and it turned out the lights. I had my phone because I wasn't quite tired. I wanted something to kind of relax myself. So I was playing a video game on my phone, which I play often. And all of a sudden, I get smacked in the face by something. And I hear it thunk against the screen. And so, of course, I immediately swat. And I'm trying to find the flashlight on my phone because I don't know what the hell this is or what danger it poses to me. Before I'm able to turn the flashlight on my phone on, I see a blinking green light on my bed, and it's moving. And I'm like, son of a bitch, there's a lightning bug that just smacked me in the face. So I chased it down, and we released it, because it had gotten into a a small Ziploc bag that was on the side of my bed. And it wouldn't find its way out for whatever stupid reason. Yeah, um, and that's and yeah, and, it, it, and so this is the first time I'd gotten a, a close up look at a lightning bug. Now I am right. I am from the left coast, and there are no lightning bugs on the left coast. I which can I assure. never knew. Yes, um, 
Yeah, the, the humidity is a little different down here, and there's other probably other things that are that are more favorable conditions for this. So the only time I ever experienced lightning bugs was the times I visited the South, unfortunately, with somebody else. Uh, but that's uh, so, uh, and it is, and it is one of the, th- and and it's funny because I, it, I it, it's we can see them. We we go out onto our balcony, we can see mm-hmm. the lightning bugs when they're around, and and I started seeing them in March, I think, like the end of March. Might have been yes. Uh, but to see one up close and to look at it and go, wow, this is the, you know, it's fucking lightning up on the, on the end of its tail and getting an up close look at it. It's like, oh, this is a little, you know, long skinny thing. I'm like, okay, well, you're not good for hit, you know, almost looks like an LED bulb or something. So it really kind yeah. of does. Yes, it does. So, um, yeah. But, one I mean, they're, they're not, they, they don't bother you. Like he was attracted to the light from my phone screen. I'm sure he didn't mean to bump into my face and I wasn't, I wasn't mad. I was just like, all right, let's, you know, we, we tried opening the balcony door and just letting him like get out of the bag and he just was not getting the message. So I was like, just set the bag on the ground. He will find his way out. Sure enough, next morning we open the door and he's found his way out of the bag. So no, no lightning bugs were harmed in this interaction. Yes. So, um, yeah. Um, and no harm, no harm has come from the fact that I have boosted the roadcaster and what I literally means I bought it. So I, um, I've got, I'm, I'm just to kind of describe the studio here. I've got two folding tables where I've got most of the computers in the, in the, in the audio equipment set up. Um, and I recently bought, um, you know, monitor stands to put the different monitors up to, and because because I needed to in, in, increase the the height of the monitors, and because the, these tables only go so high, so um, so anyway, we and, and we've been having issues with the mute buttons, as you know, it's it's a it's a joke at this point, um, but we decided, okay, maybe we can put the roadcaster on one of these things, and I finally did this week, and and, and yeah, because I told you that if you were able to see the buttons because they're kind of obscured by the tablet that you use for clips so my thought was if you could elevate it to a level where you could see the buttons maybe mute button accidents would be a little bit less not that they wouldn't occur at all which is precisely been proven this show yeah but it's the exception that proves the rule the the funny part was th- this is where i get to kind of gloat a little bit that I was right because my initial comment had been why don't you get one for your roadcaster and you were like it won't fit I didn't realize how big the stand was so I just kind of bought that answer so you put it on a box and I remember giving you a hard time about the fact that it was a seriously ghetto fix for lifting your roadcaster and the next thing i know you buy a damn stand and do exactly what i had recommended you to do so i'm yes. just saying yes we're not even engaged how long are you gonna stop overriding the fact that i'm not unintelligent and that my ideas ultimately end up being your ideas i i i did not i did not say that this was my idea i said i i finally no, said I'm i finally said the i fact you discounted it as an idea and then ended up doing it anyway yes. and going oh this worked really good yes it did so I, we're gonna I, deal with this for the rest of our lives yeah is well, this how it's gonna be Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. You know, because... They had a great goddamn time. That's right. So, um, yes, you had a couple of uh, passengers had a great goddamn time this this week as you were driving around Nashville. I did. I had this girl named Marissa, who is a songwriter in Nashville. So, I don't know her last name, 
But I told her I was going to give her a shout out. And she was interesting because, one, she has orange hair and it looks phenomenal on her. And she had just gotten a massage and she apologized because getting the massage had actually released a whole lot of tension and and it had an emotional reaction for her. So when she got in the ride, she was crying. And of course, I'm, you know, super (laughs) caring. And she was like, I'm not crying because I'm upset. Everything's fine. I just had a massage. And she's all telling me, because I used to be a massage therapist, I completely understand a whole different level. We had one of the greatest conversations. So I hope that one or more of her songs gets picked up by a famous artist and the CMAs recognize her sometime as like songwriter of the year because she is a fantastic person who absolutely deserves that kind of fame and notoriety and just good in her life. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, uh, you know, best wishes to her for sure. That's right. right. So, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, what's that about? So, I pick up this Lou. For the chair force, he's retired civilian. Damn mute button issue. <laughs> so he's a re- he's retired civilian active, I guess is what they call it now. And he's at a hotel in Nashville for a conference, and we get to talking about this whole inclusionary bullshit of and and as I stated it, you know, it all began with the participation trophies. Because I had asked him, you know, how's how's the military handling the whole gender identity pronouns thing? I'm like, I know, you know, during the Obama administration, they did away with the don't ask, don't tell situation. And he's and he basically said it, it it's an absolute shit show. They have to let them in. And it's he literally from from the mouth of a Lou Kern told me that this is why people are not enlisting because they do not want to be in a platoon or whatever it is with these people who you truly cannot trust to have your six um, because they're thinking about sticking a dick in it or I mean, I don't know. There's a hundred different things that is wrong with not knowing what gender identity you are. Like, the last thing you need is this person being like, I'm a park bench. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, yeah. Considering some of the drugs that have to be taken. Uh, yeah. You know. Well, you know, and I, I think that's a lot because it's funny you mentioned that because in all honesty, he was telling me how they have relaxed the health rules and regs for enlistment and promotion and things like that. So that actually kind of fits in the narrative that if they're on hormones and things like that, that they would have to have the relaxed medical regulations in order to be accepted into the military. And of course, what I don't understand is this. I'm not sure that the military technically could refuse them, but we all know the sleight of hand shit that the government pulls. You can't tell me that you're not going to have a doctor that's getting slipped an extra however much money to purposefully medically discharge or medically disqualify someone who identifies as an ice cream cone. Seriously. Okay, well, what I identify as at the moment is scar tissue. 
because I, and I want to hear the story behind your favorite scar tissue. That's right. And so, uh, so this is so uh, we're we're, we're going to uh, we're going to go to our so th- so you you can call two five three two three seven three three two one much like this caller uh, does uh, uh, many weeks uh, for many weeks uh, yeah he does it scar tissue or scar face. Um, well, obviously, I was thinking about this, and I was like, man, I guess I have, like, a favorite scar tissue. I mean, I have some, uh, some stuff where I split my head open a couple times, like, or, not, you know, like, the skin on the head a couple times, uh, uh, stuff like that, but, uh, probably some scar tissue somewhere on my, inside my mouth, because I had broken my jaw, um, and they had to do some surgery and whatnot, and so, like, I can't see it, or I've never seen it, but probably my favorite as far as like hey that got fixed um but uh i have a lot of i don't have a lot of scars but i, I got a few and just like not the big little reminders of like i remember climbing over or i climbed over a fence to do something quick and then like i slipped and then just kind of gouged my arm or things like that just kind of like hey that was kind of dumb you know and then they're still there and nothing crazy nothing like you really notice sort of things or more hidden kind of deal but uh yeah i guess it's just one of those like memories of like oh that wasn't the smartest thing to do or like i have one where i was helping my dad do some work and we just got to the job site and uh like hanging uh like drop ceiling tiles sort of stuff we were doing some we were working around those and the razor the metal that holds the drop tiles um can be really sharp like razor sharp and like i barely just got there i went to go help him and it was years and years ago but i went to go help him and like cut my arm right away and then like didn't end up working pretty much most of the day and probably should have got like stitches or something like that I was thinking later but uh, the job site was far away and whatnot so uh, it's kind of like just one of those like I would remember regardless of the scar but just one of those like hey you know the general memory was just like you know hey be safe you know like pay more attention to your surroundings the stuff that you're working around kind of deal so I guess Maybe maybe that would be my favorite. But then I got something like on my thumb where it's like I don't even know what it's from. Just little marks. Maybe it was growing stretch marks or something like that. It's growing tall or whatnot. But anyway, I don't know what those came from. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but I guess fortunately I don't have, like, anything that's, like, horrific where it's like, oh, what's that all the time kind of thing. So, But uh, anyway. All right. Well, love you guys. It's a Saturday, and uh, I'm going to go do some stuff with the nieces, so. All right, love you guys. Stay dangerous. And, uh, uh, you know, if you're watching The Pretender on uh, Prime or you're not, go ahead and give a little... Uh, yeah, you, you, I think the cell set was signal went down. Kaka! All right, there you that's go. right. All right, so thank you, uh, Chris, for battles. Um, yeah, we. Uh, so yeah, actually, um, I assume we're going to tell our stories here too. I, I will. I will start with mine. So sure. Now you love you, you. You say that my you have I have the most beautiful hands of any man that you've ever seen. Now. You do. Okay. Now my 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 hands, however, are scarred. You will notice on on the fingers, right? That they, that there's some scars there. I really hadn't. No. Well, but but they do exist. And and so um, when I was three, uh, we we had a we had a, a um, this this and this was in the place that we had a a, a, a um, you know a, a sort of one of these black stoves to, to for heating. It was kind of the you know an iron, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So um, now, but for whatever reason, we were not using that at the moment, and we were using the electric heater. Now I was I I got my hands a little too close, um, 
And, you know, my mom told me that she was going to spank me if she found out that I had done that. Well, yeah, apparently I did, so I also got spanked. But, yeah, that, so I have scars on my fingers from getting burned on an electric heater when I, oh my gosh. When I, was, when I was a kid. So, yeah, um, yeah, don't get, yeah, don't fly too close to the sun, folks. Um, right. Exactly. So, um, all right, so let's talk, let's see what this next caller has to say about uh, scar tissue. Uh, let's do it. I had to think about this one. I have some, but the one that I'll tell about is one on my left wrist bone. I didn't do anything to cause it. The idiot that was teaching science in high school, who I happen to be distantly related to, unfortunately, spilled some acid on my wrist and I couldn't get it under the faucet quick enough to neutralize it before it left a scar. You really have to look to find it. If you didn't know it was there, you probably wouldn't even see it. It has faded over the many years since I was a senior in high school. But that's my scar story for today. Love y'all. Bye. Thanks, Mama. Wow. Yeah, that that's that's a story. And it's that a, would have been a fucking lawsuit. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, that's How do just you accidentally burn someone with acid, and you're a teacher. Yeah, exactly. Head up, ass. Was he busy gawking at your boobs or something, Mama T? Like seriously, what was this fucking guy's issue? Yeah. But anyways, follow up phone call two five three two three seven three three two one. And yeah. if you want to weigh in on what your favorite scar is, tell us the story behind your favorite scar tissue. Two five three two three seven three three two one. I, I would. I, I disagree with you, Sir Bemrose, that tattoos are just scars with lamer stories. Uh, there's some pretty good stories. I mean, there's the, you know I, the the one that you've gotten since we've been together. Uh, yeah, the, the, you know, the story behind that is you yeah, know, it does have kind I mean, of a cool the, story. Yes. So yeah, that, that that that's also good advice too. Never, never let, tell a woman her vagina resembles scar tissue. Yeah, that, that's dude. I'm sorry, but some bitches be having roast beef. Is all I'm going to say. Yeah. All right. So, what's your favorite scar? So. I actually have a couple of scars that I'm rather um, fond of. I have one on my left knee. Or maybe it's my right. No, it's my left. It's definitely my left. I've literally gained a few more scars, and they look kind of similar. So I have a scar on my left knee, and the way I got it was, was so stupid. I was on my way in for, for a interview at a temp agency, and for whatever reason, I thought it would be a great idea to wear my six-inch platform stripper heels with my skirt and whatever else. Yeah, those shoes are not meant for loose sand on an asphalt parking lot. And I subsequently slipped and wiped out my knee. And let me tell you, it is interesting okay. when you have pantyhose material that is embedded in your knee... And you have to walk in to the place you just interviewed at embarrassedly to ask them to help you clean up your leg because it was pretty fucked up. And then I have a small scar on my right arm where I had accidentally run into the corner of a camper window that was open on a camper my dad had that left a little bit of a scar. And then the, the last one that I have that's the most fun 
is I have a scar on my arm from a 600 degree pizza oven when I was working at a pizza joint. I just happened to accidentally tap the metal and it instantly melted the top layer of my skin and caused a scar. And I had to try to drive standard while holding ice on this damn arm. It, it was not fun. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound like it was fun. But all right, we have one. We have another uh, voicemail. You, you, you can weigh in on this topic at two five three two three seven three three two one. Even if you're listening in the future, we will. Uh, we are we're always interested in your uh, scar tissue stories. Uh, much like that, this caller uh, left uh, left us uh, right here. Lotus Effects with Phoenix and Phone Boy. So, uh, that's weirdo. Um, so, before we get into this thing about scars, right, do you know what scurvy is? You know, lack of vitamin C, sailors used to get it, what you learned in school, but do you know what scurvy does? The scars are not permanent tissue. They have to be rebuilt just like any other part of your body. It constantly regenerate and things like that. Um, when you have scurvy, your scar tissue does not regenerate and all your old wounds begin to reopen. Now, before I get into my scars, that, that's, that's, that's a scary thought. Um, I have a pretty good one. It's about the size of a quarter down here on my hip, on my, on my left side of my abdomen where I was riding a bike, uh, across a catwalk that goes over a highway. I had, uh, I had like I had the Huffy Diesel with the pegs on it. You remember those? All my millennials remember those. And I caught the front peg on one of the uprights for the uh, framing of the catwalk, and my handlebars turned sideways, and I kind of, you know, um, stabbed myself a little bit and went. For, and I I almost fell over the handrail onto the ground, but I caught myself on the chain link that was there and, and kind of balance myself back down that was a crazy one that was uh that was pretty wild um i got another big old scar on my abdomen from where i had a uh operation as a baby uh to put a shunt from my head to my stomach um that's a pretty good one um let's see that one that'd be a good one to open back up you know because that's nice and deep uh i also um have a condition that runs in my family and because of it um i uh, was my time here i got one minute okay uh because of it um i had an aneurysm at the age of 21 so i have a, a artificial aortic valve and about three or four millimeters of artificial ascending aorta and to think about something like what people used to go through with scurvy if i was to have that open back up that'd be crazy i could, <laughs> I could take a look at my own heart uh, oh man that's uh that's insane to think about. Anyway, I don't know which one would be my favorite. Um I don't have any that are like super visible anywhere, like no crazy cool facial scars or nothing, but um I guess the handlebars one is kind of probably the coolest story. But anyway, uh hope everybody's happy and healthy. Uh have a good one. Bye y'all. Uh, so foam board came out of uh, that, uh, you know, the, the, that uh, thing. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, first of all, thank you, weirdo. That yes. was a fantastic yeah. story about your scars. And holy shit, man, that's wow. That's that's pretty deep. Like, yeah, wow. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm 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 
verklempt over what to say on that because that's just wild. The, the handlebar one, though, I, I think we have to give it up to the to the handlebars to the hip. Yes, and I do remember those huffy bikes. Oh my gosh! Yes, so do I. Um, so. Um, Okay, and I think that is. Uh, the, I think that I think we've gotten through our voicemails. If you do call in uh, while we're you know, while we're still on here, we'll at, play it. Yeah, we'll play it. Two five three two three seven three three two one. Now, meanwhile, I think. And and meanwhile, because uh, there that? is no apology for me, nor do I make any. No. Uh, Why couldn't I get a good rip? For the mic when I did my introduction, as opposed to that one, because I'm sure the mic picked it up. Yeah, thanks for pointing that shit out, phone boy. You're a real partner. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, just uh, where's that breaking the balls? You know, uh-huh. uh, yeah, breaking the balls, breaking, breaking the, the balls. balls. Okay, so cannabinoids have been found in a non-cannabis plant in the, in the, called the woolly umbrella. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce the name of it, is but it's called it's it, the woolly umbrella, umbrella plant is a velvety yellow perennial herb uh, native to South Africa, and Israeli researchers recently discovered that the plant, which is definitely not part of the cannabis family, happens to produce a number of cannabinoids that, until now, were believed to belong exclusively to the cannabis and hemp plants. Now, while cannabis is known to produce more than 100 different cannabinoids, the research team identified more than 40 cannabinoids found in the woolly umbrella. They also shared the biochemical steps the plant takes as it produces these com- compounds and how these steps can be reproduced in a laboratory to synthesize existing cannabinoids or to potentially engineer new ones that don't exist in nature. Now, researchers found that six cannabinoids found in the woolly umbrella are identical to those in cannabis. THC and CBD were not among them, though. CBG, or, or cannabigenerol, was. CBG has increasingly grown in popularity as research has continued to reveal its potential therapeutic benefits. Similar to CBD, the cannabinoid also lacks the mood-altering effect that creates a high. Well, where's the fun in that? Right. Why not have a little fun while you're having some pain reduction? That's right. The fact that in the course of evolution, two genetically unrelated plants independently developed the ability to make cannabinoids suggests that these compounds perform important ecological functions, said Professor Asaf F. Aharoni, whose lab was used for the study. More research is needed to determine what those functions are, and I'd like to, I'd like to participate some of that research. Yeah, where, where, where do we sign up to be a participant in that study? Well, yeah, so... Now, meanwhile, if you are if you are if you are using uh, uh, CBD and Delta Eight THC, uh, be aware that that the that the Drug Enforcement Agency says that new rules are coming for synthetic cannabinoids, including CBD and Delta Eight THC. Now, Delta Eight THC does occur naturally in cannabis, and trace amounts in the DEA has previously confirmed that those natural constituents are uncontrolled. But many products are being produced synthetically through a chemical process that converts CBD into Delta-8-THC. Earlier this year, DEA also clarified to an attorney that two cannabinoids that have emerged in state markets, Delta-8-THCO and Delta-9-THCO, do not meet the federal definition of legal hemp and are therefore considered illegal controlled substances. Yeah, they actually get you there. 
probably right. probably what that means. Um, not only is a final rule coming from the DEA, but the market could also see significant changes under the next iteration of the Farm Bill later this year, as well as the ongoing broader view of marijuana scheduling that President Joe Biden directed last year. Well, that might be the only thing I hope he actually does get done. But, but you know, anyway, that's different. That's a different thing. Now, of course, there is, uh, you know, the, the marijuana apparently needs a federal regulator, and and and, and you know, the, and you know, and there's one agency right for the job. The the alcohol industry exec says, which tells you, it tells you where it's coming from, right? The oh, federal, we know it. Yeah, the federal government should look at the 90 years of successful alcohol regulation and apply similar rules to the cannabis market. That's okay. fine. You know what? At this point, if you're hell bent on election to have some kind of government dick in the soup and yes you can write that down then absolutely give us full 50 state legalization on the federal level decriminalize the entire fucking shit let everyone out who's been convicted of a minor charge involving marijuana cannabis whatever and let's start really getting to the problems that we need to be addressing in our society like the homeless veterans the meth epidemic the ever popular homeless that aren't veterans and the trash that they're leaving around our cities the encampments that they're setting up in all major cities just basically we have issues bigger than marijuana that we should be focusing on and yet we're not. I really think that this whole marijuana debate, THC 8, Delta 8, whatever the fuck, right? I think it's a big distraction from what really needs to be going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, the, the U.S. alcohol regulatory system has been a success for the industry, certainly, but also for the consumer. It all comes down to public health and safety. safety. Bullshit. Yeah, says the industry shill. Which, you know, they, exactly. they want to be the ones who are controlling it, which, and, and by the way, and when, when uh, Washington State uh, legalized the holy herb in, in 2012, um, it, the uh, that is uh, that's actually who they who who they turned over the the authority to regulate it to is is actually the the the, the liquor board. So that's not a. That's interesting. Yeah, that that was something I wanted to point out with, with reading this article, and I thought it's yeah they they they've done this in Washington State. Now, of course, it's probably just it's it's a, a lot more corrupt. It seems like, but because I don't think they can tell you where the where the money that they collect from the shit actually goes. But anyway, that's that's a different thing. Now, meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, on May 9th, Lord Emperor J. Fucking Inslee signed Senate Bill fifty one thirty two to lay out broad protections for employees who consume cannabis while imposing limitations on employment drug testing for cannabis. Cannabis. Now, I actually read the bill. This is this is this is not a uh, not a complex bill. It is unlawful for an employer to discriminate against a person in the initial hiring for employment if the discrimination is based on a person's use of cannabis off the job and away from the workplace, or b an employer re- required drug screening test that has found the person to have non psychoactive cannabis metabolites in their hair, blood, urine, or other bodily fluids. Uh, now, the bill provides exemptions for jobs that involve federal security clearances or background investigations and law enforcement, the fire department, first responders, correction officers, the airline or aerospace industries are in safety sensitive positions. So it's not for everybody, but, uh, but now yeah, basically all they say is, yeah, you can't use that as a condition of employment. Uh, and yeah. Okay. Um, which is fine, but you know, again, the, I'm a, I don't see the, uh, yeah, this is, this seems like virtue signaling or something i don't know but this is a yeah but i also think it's kind of fucked up that i i understand that you have important 
jobs like first responders, law enforcement, corrections, you know, blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, seriously, if you're doing that job and you're not responsible enough to regulate yourself where you don't use during your on-duty time, I, I think that exempting that is is just shit. Yeah. Just all across the board. It, it's it's all natural. Leave people the fuck alone about it. What they want to do on their off time should not be infringed upon by the government. That is very simple. Yeah. Well, you know they're trying, and they're you know they're trying to legislate that in Washington State at least. Now, now it is important that that we have this this thing that, that you know of course weed has been legalized in many places and places including our including the, the folks in the, who live in the Great White North. Uh, that apparently weed legalization in Canada is not linked to increases in car crashes. Now the Canadian scientists looked at the number of traffic accidents in Toronto both in the years prior to and then directly after the city legalized adult use cannabis. Now. According to their report, neither the CCA, the, the Canadian Cannabis Act, nor the NCS, the number of cannabis stores per capita, is associated with concomitant changes in traffic safety outcomes. Now, during the first year of the CRUL's uh, Cannabis Recreational Use Laws implementation in Toronto, no significant changes in crashes uh, number of road victims and uh, KSI, all road users killed or severely injured, were observed. Now, now, in the U.S., of course, the risk of increased car crashes due to stoned driving is often cited as a reason not to legalize adult-use cannabis. Now, throughout the years, various studies have reported conflicting information and have led to different results depending on whom you ask and what their position on cannabis is. Now, a recent study quoted in a Newsweek article claims there's an increase in car crashes in areas where marijuana is legalized for recreational use. Now, the study, which used information from injured drivers in emergency rooms in Denver, Colorado, Portland, Oregon, and Sacramento, California, only saw an increase in car accidents when cannabis was paired with alcohol. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, exactly. Now, you have to read to get to the end of the article to get to that pertinent piece of information, which means that, yeah, if you're, you know, I, I can tell you as somebody who has to, who occasionally drives while stoned, yeah, I'm not doing anything. Go, I'm not going anywhere real fast, <laughs> you know, so... Exactly. Um, you know, there, I'm not going to, you know, and, and if I don't think I can do it, I'm not going to do it. It's, But I'm not, but I'm certainly not going to uh, try to um, get there any faster than I need to. Um, but that's the thing. So it, it's, it's, fu it's funny that we get to that. Now, of course, now this, this is, a, we call this a no shit Sherlock story. We're in states where it's legal, most people get their weed from the store. Gee. Water's wet. Yes, exactly. The survey, the survey, which comes from new front, via New Frontier data, found that fifty-two percent of con current consumers say their primary source is a brick-and-mortar dispensary, and only six percent say their primary source is a dealer. In states where in states where adult-use marijuana is legal. According to the survey, 43% of all current consumers say that a brick-and-mortar dispensary is their primary source of cannabis, compared to 34% in 2022. While 10% of current consumers say that their primary source is a dealer, down from 13% in 2022. Now, interestingly, 29% of current consumers in illicit markets say that their primary source is also a brick-and-mortar dispensary, compared to 17% who say they use dealers. That means that even in illicit markets, cons consumers are traveling across state lines to obtain cannabis cannabis from a regulated source is 42% of consumers say they have sourced cannabis from out of state. 
Dr. Amanda Raymond, the, the, the chief knowledge officer at New Frontier Data, wrote in the survey's uh, analysts. Uh, said, yeah, that, Here's the thing, though. I, I think there's something to that, especially... Now, don't get me wrong. If you're in a shit state like Tennessee, who's too fucking ass backwards to realize all of the cash that they are leaving on the table by not legalizing, because this is a billion with a B dollar market that they are missing out on because of their head up ass total antiquated thinking around this particular plant yeah well that being said okay of course people are turning to doing it at legal reputable stores because there's so much shit out there that people are lacing marijuana with you know not the least of which being fentanyl if we had legal here in tennessee yeah, sorry, but I would not be dealing with a dealer. I would pay the prices of a legal dispensary to know that what I'm getting isn't potentially laced with something that can fucking kill me. That's right. So, um, and so yes, and and then there seems to be steps being taken in that direction. We can argue whether they are the, the what should have been done or not. Now, so um, so actually, Mama T flagged us on this, and then I and then um, and then I got a different article, but uh, um, to say that uh, that. Uh, uh, while medical and adult uh, use of cannabis remain illegal in Tennessee, it's pretty easy to find hemp-derived Delta-8 THC products that are marketed as psychoactive, including vape carts and dabs. But a new bill will regulate Delta-8 THC products for adults 21 and over with testing and tax requirements. This is the second time such a bill was introduced. Now, Delta-8's been completely unregulated up to this point, and what the bill is trying to do is trying to assure the public and the consumer that the product they're buying is what it says it is, that it doesn't have contaminants, said Senator Briggs said. Now, we're we're not going to sell to people under 21 years of age. Now, this gives us a chance to take a serious approach to hemp and CBD oil, and in doing so, to kind of get our foot in the door to start a real discussion, an intelligent discussion about marijuana. Now... Um, now, now, we really do care about people out there. And as you know, the farther away the community gets pushed from this, the more we're going to have to deal with problems of incarceration, Smokeology Smoke Shop employee Nathan Thomas said. Now, because people are turning to the black market now, because they're going to use some sort of THC anyway, and we'd rather them do something that's legal than not. Now, that sounds so shillish. Yes, it is. Now, th- I mean, it's so, okay. This so- is ideally just more state government overreach, in my opinion. And, you know, it, it doesn't do anything but but posture. You know, the, the 3% limit for the THC in any of the Delta products is an arbitrary number. And, you know, how about before you start fucking around with the legislation on that, how about you have some real numbers before you are sticking your nose where you don't belong in that, unless you're going to fucking talk to me about a full legalization, medical and recreational, and get real, there is no conversation to be had. There is no foot in the door. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and I mean, it's it's point three percent, and it, it is an arbitrary number. Yeah, I mean, so th- this is you know, I don't know. It's you could argue it's a step in the right direction, but at the same time, like I want it to just be fucking let me grow it like a tomato plant. We'll call it agreed. Yeah, now. Um, we do have a we had so this is this this story came up as a as a sponsored article meaning that somebody had it paid to be uh, had this article was paid to write have this article written right but it, it got our attention because of the fact that it dealt with Nashville that's right yeah so 
So Nashville is apparently ready to embrace cannabis. A 2019 survey of Nashville residents found that 94% supported marijuana being legalized either recreationally or medicinally. Despite the overwhelming support for marijuana legislation in the, in the state, recreational and medicinal marijuana are still not legal in Tennessee. Now, Which is bullshit. Yeah. Now, the, now, the story talked about a product that was called the Crescent 9 THC Seltzer. Now, you read the article and you uh, and they were talking about a place that you... They were talking about a bar that I've never heard of, yet they claim it's like the spot no you know it's so famous i've never heard of the fucking place but that being said whatever i'm sure it exists in some obscure fucking alleyway in the city kind of like an old speakeasy yeah so but that being said we ordered some of this crescent nine thc seltzer along with some gummies let's be honest because you do you want some um yeah free shipping on that but yeah. that being said, so we ordered some for research purposes because we are going to... Now, I want you to tell the pedalheads what is in this stuff because it's not actually an alcoholic beverage. It has uh, okay, uh, I'm, I'm mango ha- puree. Yeah, I'm going to have... Well, I forgot what the name of... I mean, I have to look up the place because I cannot... Uh, okay, we're going to do a little yeah. on-the-spot research because I kind of blindsided him. I hadn't yeah, thought of it until just yeah, now. Yeah, well, because... Um, that I would I, like to know... Yes, well, you I can know. click on the fucking link. Yeah, I know. Well, no, no, no. I oh, need to actually goodness. get. I need to go get it, the order from my from my stuff. This is this is what I gotta do. Fair enough. Because yeah, this is an because it came through as an order, and I need to and I need to actually uh, refresh this. I don't know why though. This is taking. Okay, hold on. This is. Are you gonna start? I would love to have it on there, but it's not there. Okay, this is this is not working. Very so well. it's flavored with mango puree and natural fruit fruit juices and it has six milligrams of delta 9 thc three of cbd and a splash of caffeine so we are definitely curious to see if this is going to be some you know some some fire shit right there yeah no kidding uh so we're so yes we're gonna try it and of course for you know for for research, research and t- absolutely and, yeah, research and testing purposes and we will uh, we will report back it'll probably be uh, we'll if it comes by the time we do the next show then we will of course do it if not it'll be the following show you know what i think if it comes by the time we do the next show we should test it live on air and see if we feel any effects okay i think that's a great idea okay so, because we definitely go longer than fifteen to thirty minutes by that, far. That's right. Okay, so now we're we now we're back. We're now to the back of the pantry. Yep. So, so what are you cooking tonight? We are going to have grilled ribeye steak with broccoli and cheese. Yes, and I oh I, I have to post the cheese that this is coming from. I, I believe yes, I, and I, I, I must belie- take pictures of the cheese sauce as well as yes, I, I need the so, coated broccoli and the steak itself. Yes, so I, I this is the 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 cheese that was uh, this is the well first of all I, <laughs> oh me. my goodness yes sorry I will have to post the recipe for the cheese sauce as I do post the recipes linked to the menu items i mean obviously ribeye steak has one ingredient ribeye steak broccoli same fucking thing so the only recipe that's going to be posted in the show notes is for the cheese sauce but 
it will be posted and pictures of said things will be presented as well in the chat probably and most likely during studio 33 so if you want to see what this wonderful masterpiece is going to look like you'll have to be in the chat and join us for studio 33 directly after the show yeah well we'll yeah we'll we will uh, make sure that the test is appropriate don't worry we 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 will um, you know when we do this we will we will ensure that we are giving it a fair test uh, um, so, um, all right. So we have uh, uh, just a couple of stories. Uh, so would you, so um, you, Taco Bell is wanting to liberate the term Taco Tuesday so that anyone who sells tacos can use it for their own purposes. Now, there's a long history of trademark silliness concerning the phrase Taco Tuesday. And as with many trademark stories, the original sin in all of this was committed by the USPTO which in the 80s somehow managed to grant the Taco John's chain a trademark on the term, despite it being both very descriptive and, after years of lax enforcement, absolutely generic at present. So what... Yeah, I know, right? So you're going to find missing in the stories that have been done on the topic in the past that the entity with real weight behind it attempting to invalidate Taco John's trademark entirely. So how this happens is everyone in the restaurant trade from, you know, everyone in there all the way to LeBron James have gotten involved. And basically what we need here is a good old-fashioned Goliath to come out and stamp David when he's misbehaving. Here comes Taco Bell in the mix with that. So the largest player in the Americanized Mexican food market has finally entered the fray and petitioned the trademark office directly to invalidate the mark. The taco chain petition filed a petition Tuesday, naturally, with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, USPTO that I mentioned earlier, to cancel the trademark owned by the rival Taco John's for the last 34 years because Taco Bell claims that the commonly used phrase should be quote, should be freely available to all who make, sell, eat, and celebrate tacos. Now, the very idea that a taco joint anywhere in America can't run sales, advertising, or promotions for their own Taco Tuesdays is a blatant violation of the purpose of the trademark law. Nobody's going to see an advertisement for Taco Tuesdays at Taco Bell and somehow think Taco John's is involved. It's purely due to how the public sees the term. Again, this is a clear indicator that the mark should be done away with. Now, trademark law is interesting, and, and, and now this—it's a slippery slope. Yeah, for we, sure. yeah. We this is uh, something. So this 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 uh, came from a tech dirt article, and I was, and and, and yeah. And sometimes we there are there are uh, stories that sometimes get pulled in from um, places uh, that are not you know I don't know what they're a little they're a little uh, outside of what we normally cover. But this has just seemed kind of silly because you know I, I I saw this and went yeah I didn't realize first of all it's trademark. And I didn't know there's a place called Taco John's. So how could I? How could I, as a consumer, see Taco Tuesday and think Taco John's? Yeah, and the funny part is, if Rev was in the chat, he'd be losing his shit because one of his favorite things is to go to Taco John's and get a potato ole. He says it will change your life. I've had one of these things. It didn't change my life. Yes. Okay. But I, I will admit to having absolutely fucked up my share of Taco John's tacos on Taco Tuesday because, yeah, they're like a buck a piece or two bucks a piece, and I was a fat kid. Now, I have to say, this was within the last couple of years when I was actually driving because they put a Taco John's in at the Love's Truck Stop in White House, Tennessee, which is on Interstate 65. 
and I can absolutely say that there were numerous times on my way up to probably Indiana or wherever that I would stop and grab probably six tacos and, Mm. you know, fuel my truck, take a bathroom break, do whatever I need to do. And just be driving down the interstate, having that grease dripping all out of that paper. Oh, and just, rah, 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 rah. It, yeah. was, it was hot, fresh garbage. Yes, of course it was. Yeah, and I would prefer a burrito. But anyway, that's... Hey, uh, if, if you want a hot, fresh garbage burrito, I'm telling you, Moe's. Yeah. You, it's a hard press to find a Moe's anymore. Yeah. But, oh, my God. Okay, well... Their home record is out of bounds. Okay, so... Um, so, uh, the university unveils a free Narcan vending machine. The Wait fu- till you hear what university pedal has. Yes. The future is now. Vending machines in 2023 dispense cannabis, beer, art, cupcakes, and now the life-saving drug Narcan as we race into an automated world. Santa Clara University, my fucking alma mater in, in California, announced the installation of a free on-campus vending machine that dispenses canisters of the opioid over- overdose-reversing re- medication Narcan. Now, under California Senate Bill 367, public colleges in California and public schools are required to provide access to Narcan on campuses. Some high schools in the state are taking the initiative to provide Narcan for students. Santa Clara County is considering installing similar vending machines on high school campuses. I mean, all I can say is, I mean, oh, I, I, you know, my opinion on this natural fucking Selection. I should have pulled the Carlin clip on that. Seriously, people. Do if do, you do, are, did I take that clip? No, I don't think okay, you did. Well, let me. I mean, but seriously, see. the actual fuck. Did, you do realize, like the first day that thing is on campus, it's going to get emptied, and not because people need it, mind you, but because it's free and they can, unless they put some kind of safety measure in place. Yeah, that thing's going to be empty within 24 yeah, hours. Yeah, well, the way I, when I read the article, it was, it looked like it was going to be pretty, uh, you know, because they, they were like, oh, we don't want to, you know, we, we we can't make it, you know, too hard because uh, uh, the, is the people that need it, like, needs it, like, now. So right? fucking charge 50 cents or a dollar for it. Make it something yeah. that, you know, make it where you can use a credit card. But, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I know you can get Narcan for free anywhere, but... yeah. The nature of people, yes, they fuck with shit. Exactly. All right, but um, but yeah, just when I saw that, I was like, oh boy. It it would just serve to be your alma mater. I'm just saying that's just so funny. Given where it is, yeah, doesn't it just it was like. All Aren't right. you glad you got the hell out of the communist? Yeah. Okay. State okay. Of okay. So I have to address something I saw on Naz, and I and because it's, uh-huh. it's bugging me. That's you know I, I don't know CSB likes to wants he probably he wants to move to Seattle and he was saying you know an Alki you have to you know houses start at four million yeah but do you want to go live in the in in the, in the in, you know you want to go live in those politics and if you can afford to live up there I guess you know go ha- go have at it but. Uh, for the rest of us, uh, yeah, fuck that shit, you know. Um, I, you know, I, it's like, well, I like the weather. Well, you know, I, would, I like the weather in California too, but I don't want to. I can't afford to live there, you know. Like, uh, yeah, you like, yeah, you like, you need another reason to move out. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Well, it's it's funny because I actually had a woman who lived in California for numerous years. I'm not sure she was a native California, but I know she lived there numerous years. And we were talking about the fact that you were a born and raised 
Californian and you had moved to Washington and various other things and the fact that now you were here with me and she was like, oh, why don't you all move back out to California? And I'm like, uh, because I'm intelligent and I don't do the whole blue state bullshit and I'm not in line with their politics and it's way too expensive and yeah, fuck no. It's like, no, no, I like it here. I moved to get away from it. Precisely. Yeah, which is exactly what it is. So, meanwhile, I think that it's time for us to get away from the uh, from the microphones show. for a second. Yeah, just exactly. So that means, uh, you know, that means uh, I gotta, I gotta. We gotta end this thing. Yeah, we gotta end. How this do we thing. do it again? Yeah, I just had to play that first. Now there we you now, go. now we play this. Jordan fades back. Swoosh, and that's the game. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! You're cool. Fuck you, I'm out. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.